The following is an exclusive presentation of Pirate Radio, the voice of the Pirate Nation. Pirate fans, welcome to the U.S. Cellular 5th Quarter Postgame Call-In Show. Brought to you by U.S. Cellular. Be sure to visit one of ECU graduate Brandon Tate's Platinum Certified U.S. Cellular stores and experience the highest standard of customer service. Call in on the live line at 317-1250. Now, with a complete recap of the game and your phone calls, live from the Pirate Radio Studios, here's your host of the U.S. Cellular 5th Quarter, Clip Brock. All right, there's another interception by the Pirates as we come on the air. This one from Flynn and Marshall going to knee this one out. A 21 to nothing fourth quarter, and the Marshall Thundering Herd defeat East Carolina. It's going to be 31 to 13 once they run off this final minute. We are taking your calls, 317-1250. We are on Facebook and YouTube as well. I'm sure the chat will be hot. Uh, here on this Saturday evening. A long delay, a game in which East Carolina led in the fourth quarter, and it looks like a blowout on the scoreboard. Pirates got to find an offense. We'll talk about it all tonight. Here on the U.S. Sailor fifth quarter call-in show, Clip Rock, Jason Nichols, Marcus Crandall, Billy Weaver, Shirley Rhodes, taking your calls. We'll be back and get to those calls when we return after these words. You're listening to the U.S. Cellular 5th Quarter Postgame Call-In Show. Here's Clip Brock. All right, 317-1250 the number. We are here with you on a Saturday evening. Long one today, and it's going to be a long fifth quarter because we have a lot to talk about with y'all tonight after a 31-13 Marshall victory over east carolina let's quickly go around the horn briefly because we got calls lined up and we're going to have a lot of calls tonight uh we'll start uh jason your thoughts on uh what transpired really just got away from him in the fourth quarter there yeah it did i mean you know the thing about football is you want to play complimentary football and we did not do that today uh defense started off playing really well offense we sputtered uh, we had some moments there in the third quarter where we came out the second half and looked like we were getting some life, and then it kind of went away. And what you saw at the end is a defense that's been out there on the field for a long time and gave up uh, two big plays. One was a trick play. Uh, the other was a, a long run, which we did a heck of a job bottling up that back all day. But uh, when you play a lot of plays, you get wore down. And um, we, we had opportunities to score offensively, and we didn't get it done. Marcus, uh, we're going to get a lot of calls about the quarterback position. Just not much of a passing game at all tonight for the Pirates. No, not at all. And um, I don't don't think um, we did uh, a good job of, you know, kind of mixing up the play calling and uh, or whether it was the quarterback um, throwing the ball down the field. But um, I think initially he used his legs a little bit um, to to go against or to to work towards his skill set. Uh, but uh, at some point, when the defense is, um, you know, you know, getting off the field like they were doing for the most part of the game and keeping it a uh, low-scoring game, um, one of my keys to the game was to sustain drives and, and keep the defense off the field. Overall, I don't think we did that offensively, and so 
to be able to do that, you got to really uh, mix up the the run with the pass and all of that, and set up things uh, for future. And uh, we got to do a better job of that, one way or the other, whether it's uh, play calling or quarterback play. Billy Weaver, welcome back. Good to see thank you. you thank by you, the way, thank for you, sir. Another year. What you think? I'm gonna take what Jason said even further. Sputter isn't the word. I, I, they were dead. That, that car was not driving at all offensively. They couldn't do anything. The one the one touchdown that they did score offensively was off the turnover from the defense. It was a what three yard drive. Yes, uh, you can't have that. Yeah. And, and I, I mentioned it in the in the pregame show that somebody, one of those quarterbacks, had to step up. Preferably Mason Garcia, your starting quarterback. This was his time to shine. Mm-hmm. This was his time to take the reins of that team and say, "This is my team. I'm gonna go out and show you what I got. This is my coming out party." You know, uh, forget what happened in Michigan. That is what it is. Um, and he didn't do that. He didn't do it. And uh, I, and I think we had all agreed that we maybe should have seen Flynn in a little bit earlier. And we didn't. All right. A lot of calls to get to. 317-1250. David Malone. Austin, hang on. We'll start with uh, our old buddy Atticus, former Pirate Radio intern. What's up, Atticus? Uh, I don't know. But I did to deserve this. I don't know how I got here. Y'all have to ignore the background noise. My dog is shaking in rage, if you can't hear that. He's furious at the Pirates lost. What are you doing, buddy? Stop. Um, I I just, I I usually have a little bit prepared for when I come on here, but I'm kind of freestyling just because I'm absolutely dismayed. But I do have a one idea before I just vent. I have one idea, and um, please make sure to get this to the Pirates. A few years ago, the university down there in Chapel Hill had a quarterback who was very athletic but wasn't a good quarterback. He was a great athlete. His name was Chasterat. They moved him to linebacker, and he is in the NFL with the New York Jets at linebacker. Mason Garcia, move him to linebacker, do the Chasterat special, and see how it works. Because clearly it's, it's, it's not working. Um, so that's my idea. As far as my feelings go, I, I'm numb. I've been numb since about the third quarter. I wish the lightning was still going. Um, my heart's been ripped out of my chest. Um, I don't know how to feel. This is brutal. Going into app at Boone, with it being a must-win game, is about the worst thing I could have imagined tenfold. This is a nightmare season. Um, I, I didn't think Mike Houston would let this happen. I don't think he let it happen, but... Club, I, I just want to throw up. I want to throw up on myself, and I just want to throw up, and I just can't stand it, and I don't know what to do. I just clip. I, I mean, uh, you know, you're you're a good friend of mine, but you're, you're a little older than me. I? I just want you to hold me right now. I just want to cry, and I just want you to hold me. All right. Hold well, me. I got to take a lot of calls, so we'll have to do that later. But in. Yes, can you confirm that I can cry? You can hold me, clip. Yeah, that is confirmed. Right. Let's wait till tomorrow after the Panthers lose too, just to get it all in. That's the thing. That's the problem. Is the Panthers gonna lose tomorrow? And I'm really gonna need a shoulder to cry on. And my all right. My friend does not look like. Are you gonna hold me now? Okay. I got you. Hold me, club. All right. Please. I got you. Thanks, Atticus. Is that a yes? Yes. Yeah, get them off. Thank you, Atticus. Atticus and Go Charlotte. downtown, Atticus. Boy, he is uh, dismayed after the loss. All right, 317-1250. Let's go to Georgia and talk to Austin. Hello, Austin. Hey, fellas. Um, man, I, I share many of the same sentiments that Atticus just shared. I, I figured I'd go ahead and start it off by beating the same dead horse, uh, which is that Donnie Kilpatrick is just uh, – it, it was abysmal. I mean, it, it, it truly was. 
I think the lack of talent at the quarterback and wide receiver positions is exposing DK for just being the most vanilla play caller um, that that we've had in a long time. Um, I think that, you know, I also think he's full of crap, man. You know, all, all week, all we hear about is we're running the, well, we're, we're going to run the two quarterback system. Um, you know, Michigan, that, you know, it, he acted like every single time Gwen went in and, and Garcia went in and they switched him out that it was planned. I, I don't think it was planned. Um, I think he's rolling by, you know, the seat of his pants. He's, he's trying to figure it out as he goes. Um, but if the quarterbacks are struggling, offense is struggling, um, and, and DK is in charge of both, you know, I, I'll rest my case with that. Um, you know, when not even seeing the game until the, the, the game's completely out of hand, um, I think is just unacceptable. Um, I, I think Mason clearly was showing that he was struggling. It would have been nice, you know, if, if we're truly running this two-quarterback system to see Flynn. At least in the second quarter, um, I think Mason is an athlete, um, but I think we've done him a disservice by not getting him up to game speed after all the years that he, he spent being behind Holton. Um, the fact that he goes in the game and, and looks the way he does, I just I don't know what the problem is, man. I, th- I think uh, App State is going to kick our tail next week. Uh, I know that. We're, we're going to go to App State and get absolutely demolished. We're going to look bad on a, on a, a national scale again. And, and I don't know. I, I, think, I think Pirate fans better just buckle up because it's going to be a rough year if we can't smooth out these speed bumps. Um, Albany put up 200, or 300 total yards against Marshall. ECU put up 265. Hmm. I think that that says it all. So. Good stat. Not a good stat, but good point there uh, by Austin on the UBE stat sheet. And, yeah, the offense anemic. The only scoring drive of the day and this year so far is, what, a two- or three-yard scoring drive uh, that ended in a touchdown yeah. for East Carolina that the defense uh, recovered a fumble. We were able to score. Uh, long season ahead, a lot of time to go, a lot of time for improvement, but if you ask me right now, I tend to agree uh, with Austin. Could be a bumpy ride uh, this year. It's just amazing to me, too, that the first – offensive drive for East Carolina in the second half that Mason Garcia, even the announcers had said it, and we all kind of saw it too. It looked like a completely different football team than what we saw in the first half. Then the ensuing drive offensively for East Carolina after that, it's like they went right back. It was the weirdest thing. It's crazy because you can see the guys got talent. You can see that the offense can move in those situations, but it just disappeared. It was yeah. the craziest thing. Yeah, they did some counter run stuff with the quarterback, right. which is which is good. Yeah. You know, like uh, maybe when you're struggling to knock people off the ball sometimes, because it looked like we didn't just knock those guys off the ball yeah. today. You use your quarterback because now you got a hat for a hat. Mm-hmm. Now you can block everybody, at least get the the run started. And with Big Mace, I mean, once he gets downhill, he's a hard tackle. Yeah. And I know we can't build our run game off of that. We don't get me wrong, we can't do that all the time. But, man, it was working, and, and it went away. Right. Uh, a lot of requests to hear what Marcus thinks about the quarterback play. We'll hear that throughout the night here on the U.S. Sailor Fifth Quarter Call-In Show. But let's keep getting to the calls. Malone is in Jacksonville. Hey, Malone. Hey, how's it going? We've been better. How are you? God, my, what, what an embarrassment. Who was worse tonight, Donnie or Mason? I mean, it was it was pretty bad all around. 
We all thought we were going to be good in Michigan, and we come to Marshall and just lay an egg. <laughs> a big old fat one, yep. Yeah, it's, it's going to be a long year. I, I just wish all the Holton haters would uh, just come back and just eat the crow because it's going to be a long year. Mason's terrible. I'll take the local politics back because yeah, Mason can't throw the ball seven yards down the field. Yeah. And Ab State is going to actually demolish us. We'll be lucky to beat Charlotte. And this is Malong Johnson checking out. Good night. All right. Good night, Malong. Thank you. 317-1250. We go to David in Farmville next. Hey, David. Hey, um, I, I, uh, I know a couple of people have called and they said they you know, don't know where the problem is. I, I know exactly where the problem is. Um, we got a coaching staff that uh, has proven to be stubborn, uh, has proven to uh, – they're, they're going to ride what they're going to ride. Uh, here's, here's a guy that's been in the system four years as a quarterback, um, biding his time behind Ehlers. And in four years, he hasn't developed at all. Um, I'm going to put that completely on the coaching staff because if he couldn't develop, they should have started Flynn. Um, you got a guy, Flynn, who, who keeps having to back him up. If Flynn doesn't start against Appalachian State, the season's over. The season's over. Um, you know, you've got Mason making throws to the sideline 10 yards short of the, of the receiver bouncing the ball to him. I, I don't know what the problem is. Um, you've got play calling where it's, it's second and 10, and they're running up the middle. It's third and 10, and, and they're running up the middle. Um, if, if Mason can't make the throw, get him out. Get him out. I mean, he sat on the bench for four years. He gets his chance to play. He's not getting it done. You win by your choices, you die by your choices. And right now, Mike Houston lost this football game. Mason could not get the game going and couldn't move the team. Look, we scored one touchdown in eight quarters, one. And the only reason we scored a touchdown was because Marshall fumbled the ball on the two-yard line. If the coaching staff can't figure it out, they need to go. I mean, we're in year five. This is their team. Um, The other thing I want to ask is, what in the hell is going on with the secondary? I mean – we got bigger guys, we got faster guys, we got longer guys, we're going to be able to cover better, and they're like deer in the headlight. You know, time and time again, Marshall had guys wide open. What's the scheme? What are we doing? And then the, then the, the, the trick play, there was nobody within 20 yards of the guy. You got a receiver running, running in the secondary uncovered. What are they doing? I, you know, I, I just, th- this was horrible. This was horrible. Um, I'm, I'm more upset with the coaching staff than the players. Um, they're paid millions of dollars to coach this team. If they can't make better decisions on what to do, they need to, they need to just turn it in and let somebody else try it. Um, I'm going to hang up and listen. You guys are always good. Um, I, it's, it's just a very frustrating game, and I do appreciate all your comments. Thank you, David. Uh, I mean, strong comments there, but – tough to disagree with any of it i mean you um jason as you know like in, within an offense man when you talk about the uh the short throws that were missed uh, by mason uh within an offense you're going to have a route called and uh sometimes within that offense you're going to have some conversions based off of you know the defense that's that's given to you 
And so what it looked like to me it was the miscommunication with the receiver and the yep. quarterback to where the receiver took off running and the quarterback thought he was going to stop. And so um, that's, that's where it lies. Um, who's wrong? We don't know, right? The coaches know. Quarterback knows and the receiver knows. Right. We don't know what happened, but but it happened. Uh, so that we definitely have to find a way to get it fixed. Whether it's the quarterback and uh, they're not making or understanding the offense that this guy is going to go this route instead of that versus that coverage, or you know, it's just uh, the receiver. You know, it's one or the other. So we got to figure that out. Uh, uh, but uh, I, I disagree with him in regards to Mason can't throw the ball seven yards. He, he has a big arm. He, but um, I don't think we displayed or put that on display as far as him throwing the ball down the field. And I mentioned that earlier. No, I, I do agree with him that this is on the coaches as far as the quarterback situation. Because if you're going to go with a two-quarterback system, then I think you get your quarterback in Absolutely. the first half. There Absolutely. was 19 yards of passing in that first half. Yeah. You're telling me there wasn't an opportunity or there was a time that you should have put Alex Flynn in that first half? If you're going to say we're going to have two quarterbacks, right. then go ahead and do it. If Absolutely. not, then come out and say... Mason's our starting quarterback. It's his job to lose, and he has to prove himself tonight. If that doesn't happen, then we will look to put Alex in. One or the other. I mean, and, and we didn't that. see either one of that tonight. Right. We right. didn't. It's like, where are you on the quarterback situation during this game? So even I agree that, with that. Even that, that, that may be an in-house thing to where, hey, they said to Mason and Flynn, hey, Mason, we're going to start with you, and we're going to go with you all game until yep. something happens, right? But for us, we're getting the other and that's message, that's right. right. That's and we had talked about that before. You don't know what's going on internally. Right. They may have had their own plan, but told everybody else we're going to go with two quarterback systems. And we understand and, that, and, too. and that happens a lot. It you know, does. they don't want to necessarily give away their game That's plan right. as far as you know making Marshall prepare for two guys. Yeah. I, I don't know how preparing for Mason may be a little bit different than preparing for Flynn. Uh, but only because of the fact that Mason can run it better. Um, but at the end of the day, you're right. What's the message? And I yep. and I get it. You guys are saying two quarterbacks, but there was obviously something different mm-hmm. today about that situation. Yeah, but from a, from a coaching standpoint, those guys are professionals on the other side. Yes. Right? They're going to prepare for both both, both guys regardless. 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 So, yep. I mean, you're fooling yourself in a lot of ways, right? <laughs> All right, 317-1250. Let's take a break, Shirley. Ed, Jackson, Kenny, Kyle, hang on. We'll get to your calls. 317-1250. If you feel like uh, doing us a favor, we have 321 more viewers than we have likes right now on YouTube. So if you could just hit the thumb, hit the subscribe, uh, we would appreciate that uh, on YouTube, on Facebook as well. 317-1250. More of your calls when we return. Pirates lose tonight to Marshall. Back with you after this. You're listening to the U.S. Cellular Fifth Quarter Postgame Call-In Show. Here's Clip Brock. All right, 317-1250. The boys are filling their plates and bellies on some wings over Greenville. Great way to drown the sorrows tonight after a pirate loss. Uh, They will deliver right to your door. Uh, So you won't even have to stop watching Alabama, Texas, or whatever game you are watching. 
because Wings Over Greenville will deliver. And right now, Texas with a with a thirteen to nine lead over Bama on the Buccaneer Music Hall scoreboard presented by Dub Buck. By the way, App State, the opponent next week for East Carolina, loses in I believe double overtime to North Carolina, a thriller tonight in Chapel Hill. That's next for ECU, which has a lot of uh, improvements uh, to make. Three one seven twelve fifty. Ed Jackson, Kenny, hang on. We'll start with Kyle from Lagrange. He's in Greenville. Hey, Kyle. Clip, fellas. Oh man, I tell you what, this is a this is crappy. Um, I'm a Mike Houston fan. Um, if you're familiar with with my work when I'm not a fan of someone. Um, but I'm going to point something out. Mike Houston, head coach at Lenore Ryan, one, two, three years. James Madison, or excuse me, the Citadel, head coach, one, two years, two years. Three years, Lenore Ryan, Citadel, two years. JMU, three years. So Lenore Ryan, three years. J- yeah, Citadel, two years. James Madison, three years. Here's my thought. I think he thought with what we had last year, he was going to win about 10, 11 games. And he's going to be coaching in the SEC or the ACC this year. I don't think he's going to do a good job recruiting, particularly on the offensive side of the ball. Defense side of the ball, you can look and tell we got some talent. Offensively, think about what we graduated and what we brought back at receiver and how many receivers we've been playing. I mean, we don't have a lot of talent at receiver. I don't think we've done a good job recruiting on the offensive side of the ball at all. What I really don't understand is the quarterback evaluation. If, you, if you've had Mason Garcia in your system for four years and you got Flynn behind it and you don't take a quarterback out of the transfer portal, and I know he looked after spring, but the thought after spring was Mason's the guy. Well, how do you how do you evaluate? Maybe Mason looks like Brett Favre in practice. I don't know. But what I see is a guy out there that's scared to throw the ball beyond five yards. Anytime something breaks down or the passing there, he immediately pulls it down. He's scared to throw the ball and go deep, which is supposed to be a string. I've yet to see him do it. Unless I go to practice, I've yet to see him throw a deep ball. That's supposed to be a string. I don't know what we are doing on offense. I have no idea. I, I watched the Marshall game against Albany, and so I thought maybe the game plan, particularly when he came out in the third quarter, Albany has the success running the quarterback against Marshall. If you go check the stats, I don't know how many rushing yards the quarterback had, but he had quite a few big Run play. So I thought, you know, we're going to run. We started doing it in the third quarter. Then we got all away from it. We, we quit running Mason so much. Look, if you're scared to throw the ball, you can't play quarterback. If you're scared to show your talent, it doesn't matter how talented you are. Marcus Crandall was a great quarterback. If he was scared, he would have sucked. It, it, so I, I don't get it. I'm frustrated with this coaching staff. But I really believe Mike Houston thought his ass to be in the ACC or the SEC right now. Um, I, I'm just irritated all around. Meanwhile, you see App State playing classic with UNC despite losing year after year, and you got Gilbert sitting there going, well, you know, Chuck, heck, they don't want to play us anymore. I, I don't know. I'm just frustrated with the whole damn thing. We're going to go to Boone next weekend and get boat raced by App State. App State is passive. I'll say this to Mike Houston, and I'm a Mike Houston fan and a, and a – um, Pseudo media member, so I'm probably gonna now, so I'll probably piss some people off, but I don't give a crap. Mike Houston, get it the hell together. This is pathetic. That's all I got. Go Pirates. Kyle in Lagrange, <laughs> bringing it. Not that he ever left, but he is officially back after that. Uh, a lot of people commenting uh, on hearing the old Kyle in Lagrange there, fired up and. 
Made some great points now, uh, during gonna, that rant. I'm going to play devil's advocate on one of his points, okay. though. He says our receivers aren't worth a crap, but they ain't throwing the ball down the field and showing off Mason Garcia's. Well, if you don't have the receivers to get down the field, then he can't throw it down the field. Well, so I'm Al- just, just Al- playing devil's advocate Alex on that Flynn, one little point right there. Alex Flynn threw it down the field. And, and that's what, and that's what I was going to say, right. too. That I, I think, if I remember correctly, that's the only time they went deep all game. That's the only time I remember. Yeah, and well, that was, was that it, first it pass. It was almost back-to-back. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because um, we had one dropped as well. He threw yeah. the one that should, yeah, it was yeah. the diving catch that should have been, right. yeah. been caught. Yeah. Uh, all right. But you like to see more of it, right? For sure. Yeah, absolutely. By either that, look, that's East Carolina football, is. right? Is that yeah. not East oh, Carolina man. football? Listen, man, we grew, we grew up taking shots, Spread, taking spread them out, score yeah. fast. Logan used to say that all the time. He said, oh, I don't care about all that. I don't care about long drives. Let's score. Let's get down to Let's go score. This is the opposite. Well, of that. Yeah. Well, you, you can't play offense from a defensive perspective. That's I mean, right. You can't play passive on offense. It's called offense yep. for a reason. Yeah. And you saw tempo. The only time we saw tempo tonight was when? That one drive that Mason Garcia, we saw some half? tempo in the second yeah. half. First drive of the second half. That's the only time I ever saw any kind of tempo at all. 317-1250. Kenny is up next in Blunts Creek. Hey, Kenny. Hey, Cliff, uh, Billy, Marcus. Boy, that was a big turd biscuit tonight. Um, kind of pacing around, just got back to Blunt's Creek and uh, been listening to everybody talk. Uh, Lord, I hope we got a transfer portal for damn uh, Donnie Kirkpatrick because uh, we've been beating the drum on him for about four years. We had a certain player that everybody wanted to get rid of that bailed him out for the last four years, and his play calling tonight was atrocious. And uh, I don't care what anybody else has got to say about it. If you watched the film last week, and I did, I went back and watched the Marshall game against you, uh, Albany. They stuffed the run. I know it was you, Albany, but they stuffed the run up the middle all night against them guys, but could not stop the outside run or the quarterback out. We didn't do none of that. We ran up the middle, up the middle. We run our quarterback to death up the middle. And it's just ridiculous, man. If, if, if a local yokel from Blunt's Creek that didn't do nothing but coach friggin' uh, uh, rec league football knows better than Donnie Kirkpatrick, what the hell are we doing? You know, I don't understand it, Billy. Can you can you help me out on this? Uh, you know, it's ridiculous. We don't throw the ball deep. No tight ends across the middle. Nothing, man. It's just up the middle, up the middle, and it's just frustrating. Defense gets wore out, and then you get the trick play, and then it's over. Yeah, I mean, I didn't see a tight end pass at all tonight, and and I'm a big fan of the tight end. It was the a only one, one was the to the end zone, yeah. Shame. And, and I'm, I'm a big fan of the tight end. Always have been. Um, you got to be multiple on offense. We just don't. We don't have anything to be multiple with on offense. I don't think. And and I agree to, with the eye test tonight. The first one of the first things I thought about is you know. Where where's Justin Hardy? Where's Zay Jones? Where are those guys? Where's you know where where are the electric? Where are the receivers that you you always in any kind of situation? All right, this is my guy. This is where I'm going. I got a receiver out there that every time I throw it, it hits his hands. It's going to be caught. I didn't get that. I don't get that feeling with any of these receivers. You know what, Billy? I thought that you know when we played Michigan, I was like, well, maybe it's because Michigan is just superior than us on yeah. the outside. Today, there's no reason for us not to be able to make plays versus Marshall. We have to have as good as athletes as those guys do Absolutely. on the outside. And from my point of view watching it now, 
we we don't and i tell you what their their guys made plays their on offense made plays. they well, made one on one plays big catches catch right. after the run they, they, they had some drops too but they, drops they did yeah. they did they didn't help their quarterback out no, much they didn't. No, they didn't no but um when it came down to it they they made more plays than we did yeah. we got lucky one got called for holding that was a big bomb yes. uh, that they had in the game tonight all right 317-1250 jackson's up next in newport hello jackson Cliff. What's up? I think the story was already written. Go on. Okay. I mean, yeah. Let's Tell go. us the story. What you got? We're just uh, trying along, man. You know, I'm not here to talk about. Well, I am here to talk about football, but. God, this is a football show. Well, are you sure? <laughs> Is that what we did tonight? Play football? <laughs> well, we weren't talking about that. This is this is a football show. This there's there's some ex former football players that are the best in the business. Marcus right Crandall here. and Jason Nichols, two people know that football. talk about football, and that's so. This is a football show for sure. Well, I know that um, Pitt had that successful softball team. I'm pretty sure they could have kicked the crap out of a football team tonight. Bunch of twelve year olds, but anyway. I am super upset, super duper upset, but hey, that's part of being a Pirate fan under Mike Houston and Donnie. You guys have a good night. All right. Thanks, Jackson. I will, yeah. I will see you on the other side. <laughs> okay. All right. <laughs> yeah. All right. Thanks, Jackson, for that. 317-1250. We go to Ed in Wilmington next. Hey, Ed. Ed. Ed's gone, so let's try. Let's go to Atlanta, Jason. Okay. And hear from Jerry. Hello, Jerry. Hey, boys. Hey, I just want to say, you know, we need to fire Donnie Kirkpatrick. He is the worst offensive coordinator in all of football. We have scored, what, maybe 10 points in the last two games? I I have no clue what we're doing out there. Hey, Clint, like, tell me, what are we doing out there? Like, can you help me? Like, are we doing anything? Go ahead, Clip. That's on you, man. We are <laughs> attempting to run the football. It seems like inside the tackles, and uh, that is not working very well. And uh, Mason attempted a few throws, and uh, and some were there, some weren't. He was able to run one. I, I don't know. I don't know what we're – I feel like we said that while we were watching the game. Like, what what are we? What is our identity? What yeah. are we doing? Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't have an answer for you. Marcus and Jason would have more insight on what our offense is trying to be right now. Yeah, I definitely – that was one of the things that I, I was thinking about coming into this game is we're going to find out who are we in this game. Did we? I don't think we did. <laughs> and I, I think it was important for us to do that. But where's the start? And, but it, At the uh, top with the quarterback. For, for when me, you don't know what the quarterback and who's going to be in there and what their role is, this it's is, a trickle-down effect. You know what? The, here, here's the I mean, thing, the identity. Though. This is um, 2023, right? So we have offensive systems that pretty much spread teams out. Yep. All right, and then they throw the football, right? And then they use the run game, you know, to kind of balance things out, so to speak. And um, I, I really do think we have to kind of get out of that trying to run first mode yeah. uh, with the young offensive line because in the offensive line, it takes probably more time to gel to, to get up to the, uh, you know, your, your, your landmarks and your footwork and all that, get up to the right uh, defender in the run game than 
pass blocking for me. Yeah, they right? come to you in pass blocking. Yeah, I, absolutely. And so I, I think uh, I think that's the direction that we need to go somehow, some way, and finding that rhythm with the quick game, mixing it up. And I thought we did a great job on the one touchdown that we got. Yeah. What we do? We went play action, came out Roll on the boot, mm-hmm. and Bootleg. then we hit the tight end for the first. I don't know if that was the first catch for the tight end for the year, but uh, but uh, first touchdown of it the was. year. Right? Yeah. It took and us so, three uh, plays to get those three yards, but I'll take hey, it. We got it. Well, we got it. But, we got yeah, it. We, we got those it. kind of things, um, I think we have to do more of. Yeah. Sure. Well, wait a sec. That's the first touchdown we've had all year. Yeah. 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 The, it's the only touchdown all year. <laughs> yeah, we've had two games and one touchdown. You know, most teams have three, four, five touchdowns a game. We've had one over two games. Yeah. You know, yeah. I think we need to ask why Donnie Kirkpatrick is still here. He's been here since 2005 as a wide receiver coach at times. And, you know, we've had him here in JMU, and he's back here. Why is Johnny Kirkpatrick still here? We need to start asking that question immediately. And why are we not? Who do we – you want us to ask Mike Houston? Yes, I do. All I want right. Somebody to ask Mike Houston because somebody's not. Clearly this university – Do you want me to tell you Mike Houston's answer? Be here. Clearly the university has allowed him to be here and – We've not asked that question because he's not performing. All right. Thank you. Is it still Jerry? Thanks, Jerry. Yes. All right. There's Jerry in Atlanta. Jerry in Atlanta. Um, if we ask Mike Houston, he'll say because Donnie Kirkpatrick is a great football coach and knows football, and that's why he's employed here. Yeah. That's. I mean, that's what he's going to say. And, and as far as, you know, the identity thing goes, the identity of East Carolina University football offensively always was spread them out throw throw first to set up the run run when you got the opportunities that's not mike houston no how did mike houston get here he ran the football he ran the football at jmu he ran the football at the citadel he ran the football at lenore ryan he made it very clear when he came in here he wanted to have a solid running football team that's not east carolina football i don't it, it, I don't think that approach is where I've always been one that I like the pass to set up the run instead of the run setting up the pass. So that's just my two cents on it. Jamie asking why Jason Nichols isn't the offensive coordinator. Yeah, Jason, what are you doing? Why are you sitting with us? I, I'm, I like hanging out with you. Man. Been, shoot, just think. Fun. I'm buckling fun. in right now. If you were the offensive coordinator, people could be talking junk about you right now. Uh, you know what? I'll be the next one. Why is Jason Nichols here doing that? You know, so yeah. listen, it, it, it is. I mean, let's, let's face it, man. We're frustrated. Um, Pirate fans are frustrated. Um, and I'll tell you right now, there's probably nobody more frustrated than Coach Houston and even Donnie Kirkpatrick. I, I promise you, there are they are. Yeah. But you got to look a problem in the in, in the face and fix it. And sometimes that's hard decisions. And I'm not gonna go down that road. But whether it's playing Mason, uh, playing Flynn, or playing the other backs, we got to get production. Yeah, because right now we're not getting the production. It, it can't be about loyalty. I, I hear loyalty, but uh, loyalty only can go so far. At some point, we got to get the production on the field. Well, it, it, and it's it's no different in my job. If I don't produce, I'm out the door. Period. Mm-hmm. No ifs, no ands, no buts. Love you, love you as a person and all that. But if you ain't getting it done, you're out the door. And I'm talking. I'm not talking about coaches in that situation. I'm talking about specifically the quarterback play. Right now, Mason's not getting it done. Ten of twenty-three, sixty-two yards, touchdown, interception. 
just not no not it's just it's it's gonna do it that's not gonna win on the college level in this yeah year, you're exactly right this is not an option right. offense okay. a navy right. offense that's, that's <laughs> right. what i was gonna say that's we're, we're like army yeah on, yeah on uh, no offense Jason. now if you're right <laughs> <laughs> they scored 57 today <laughs> <laughs> but look if you're, rack, you know I mean? yeah. if you're racking up 400 yards rushing like army mm-hmm. would do on occasion that's on that right. triple option right. you're running up 400 yards rushing yeah. and, and what, only 50 or 60 yards passing but you're scoring 40 points hey right, we'll take right. that yeah. that's not happening that's not it's not all right uh brian dane Jarrett, hang on zach we'll get to you when we return it's the u.s sailor fifth quarter call-in show hot one tonight we'll be back with more of your calls after this You're listening to the U.S. Cellular fifth quarter postgame call-in show. Here's Clip Brock. Now with the Pirate Radio scoreboard, here's Shirley Rhodes. All right, let's give you a rundown of games that are going on right now. Uh, Cincinnati is uh, leading Pittsburgh by six points right now. 27 to 21 with about six minutes left to go in that game. North Texas leads FIU. 39-38 with eight and a half minutes to go. South Florida has a 24-17 lead over Florida A&M. It is Houston trailing Rice 28-14 in the fourth quarter. Memphis has a 31-3 lead over Arkansas State in the fourth quarter. It is Oregon trailing Texas Tech 27-18 in the third quarter. It is Texas 13, Alabama 9, UCF trailing Boise State 10-9, and Arizona is trailing Mississippi State 21-7. That is a look at your Buccaneer Music Hall scoreboard brought to you by The Buck. They have all the fun for your Sunday fun day covered. Uh, kick off the day at The Buck every Sunday with the largest 4K screen in Greenville along with 18 TVs so you don't miss a game. They'll have mimosa specials, a Bloody Mary menu, and pizza all day from Pizza Hut. And don't forget the weekly jersey giveaway starting at 5 o'clock. Score every Sunday at the Buck. Now let's head back in to the U.S. Cellular fifth quarter postgame call-in show. Here's your host, Clip Brock. All righty, back with you on the U.S. Cellular fifth quarter call-in show. Clip Brock, Billy Weaver, Jason Nichols, and ECU Hall of Famer Marcus Crandall. Uh, enjoying some wings over Greenville after this 31-13 to defeat tonight to the hands of the Marshall Thundering Herd. East Carolina 0-2 now. Saw this in the YouTube chat. Then we want to give a shout out to the East Carolina students. Uh, they were rocking in oh, the boneyard they tonight. Wow. They showed up. And when we had that downpour happen, uh, they took the shirts off, started waving them around. It became a party. Uh, it became a really cool atmosphere out there. So I, that's why I thought you needed to win this one because you got App State next week and after that Gardner-Webb and I'm a little concerned about how many folks are going to show up to see ECU and Gardner-Webb yeah, that's, two weeks that's from now. Yeah, that's going to be a tough one. And, it, and when you talk about the students, the students want to be engaged. They want to stay. They want to have fun. They want to see a winning product too. That will definitely drop off yeah. in situations like that because and, and with any you know that's to be expected you want to go there you want to see your team win Yeah. another shout out uh, the new DJ they brought in the Hurricanes DJ mm-hmm. to the stadium I thought uh, that went well I, I enjoyed it outstanding job yeah. man. outstanding job of playing the music and um, 
getting the getting the crowd into the game and to the floor of the game. It was uh, it was pretty good. And yeah. for a while, it was a lot of fun until it wasn't. There was there was some music that I didn't know. I liked it. It sounded good. <laughs> it made, did it like, make you move? It, no, it, it, it made me you? feel old because I'm like I don't know this song. My daughter's like you don't know this song. You know the cheerleaders are down there going. Yeah. I was with you. And I'm like I was with you. Wait a minute, where's Living on the Prayer? I know that one. Where's all my '80s music? <laughs> so they did a good job of mixing it up. They did. That was a good good addition to the home yeah. atmosphere. All right, 317-1250. Brian, Dane, Jared, hang on. Let's go to Zach in Wilmington. Hey, Zach. How you doing? Good. I just want to say, Blake Harrell's a fantastic defensive coordinator. He's a gem. That defensive line might be the best in group of five, probably behind like Tulane maybe. But our defensive line, our linebackers are fantastic. That defense is just amazing. We just got beat by a trick play. And then it all just, all hell broke loose. It's dunk. But on the offensive side, Mason Garcia is technically a sophomore, but he's, it's his fourth year at BCU. He looks like a true freshman running around. But I just, I don't even know. His, his offensive line doesn't block for him. I'm. We got a lot of transfers into, like two from Akron. I know we got the centers from South Florida. And they're just awful. And like we couldn't move the ball. Like Rajay Harris is a fantastic running back. Bond's a great running back. We have fantastic players, but like at the running back position. But we can't get anything to move the ball to save our lives. It's pathetic. The receivers can't catch. They can't get open. We've always just had a guy, Trayvon Brown, Zay Jones, Justin Hardy. DJ Johnson, last year Isaiah Winstead, we just have nobody to make that, goes up there and makes a play. Like Rod J. Harris, he's not a home run hitter, he's a grinder, but he got nothing going, and it's not even his fault. That line looked awful. It was pathetic. And Donnie Kirkpatrick's play calling is either 50 points, like that Central Florida game last year when we scored like 40 on them, or it's like tonight, where it's just nothing. But with Garcia, Garcia, he's going to need time to develop because it's his first year really starting. But Flynn, he's he's all right. He's like a more of a game manager style, but which is doesn't really like go to Kirkpatrick's like play calling style. Because with Aylers, he was always chuck it deep, let it go. But at a point, it goes like we got a true freshman, Rakim Jeter Jarrett. I don't know how to pronounce the last name. It might be time to let him see what he can do just to give a spark because we looked dead no 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 no. we're not talking about throwing another quarterback in this mix no we we got to figure out with the two that you got one of them's not getting it done and i think i i would go with flynn right now yeah but no you you definitely can't throw another one in the mix that's that's a recipe for disaster especially the way you talked about the offensive line yeah yeah and you're throwing another guy in there that's just that's just going to complicate the situation you're i agree on that we just need to find our. We found our groove, and I think a lot of pirates took Holden Aylers for granted because ever since he's left, we've looked a mess on offense. And I feel bad for the defense because that defense is fantastic. That's probably up there with one of some of the great pirate defenses because in those three first, those first three quarters and like four minutes into their fourth, they looked fantastic. They were moving, they were getting hits, they were making plays. It's just. Offense looks so dead, and for a while it was always the opposite. Defense, we'd get torched, and then Aylers would throw for like 400 yards. It's just, I don't even know what to do at this point. 
point. It's the offense just looks a mess. We need to find our groove. And I'm sure Kirkpatrick, he's been there forever. He'll figure it out. He just needs time. It's a brand-new quarterback. A lot of players left. 50 new players coming in. So we just got to step back. He's got to have time to figure it out because we played Michigan. This is our first real game we've had a chance to win because Michigan's a whole another thing. So Appalachian State, I think, is going to tell us a lot about the team we are. If we go 0-3 and we just get wiped, I think this game told us a whole lot about what we are. Unfortunately, I was, that was this game. Yeah, absolutely. We know what we are now. Not good. Yeah. It's not going to get easier next week versus App State. I promise. You. No, and and let me let me say this too. Kudos, Zach. To we got to go. Thanks for the call. Because a lot of people, including Zach, had said the defense played amazing tonight. They did, but kudos to Marshall. Because they hit us with that trick play at exactly the right, right time. Perfect time. Well, well, Billy, that's that's the thing about play calling. You, you know, um, they're getting a taste of it right now at, at other places, too, where you, you think you can plug a guy in because, he, you know, he has a, a name behind him. Play calling is all about timing. Oh, yeah. They set absolutely. that play up throughout absolutely. the game. They had, know? yep. They Throwing s- that flare out Absolutely there. did. And yeah. so they said, okay. And they, they allowed the defense to over-pursue. It's an Correct, aggressive right. defense. They're watching. And that's the best thing. When you throw a trick play like that in there, you want guys to over-pursue. You want to, those guys to be aggressive. Let's take a couple three-yard losses. Yep. Let's take a couple on this screen and let them over-pursue it. Get, them, get that defense to say, hey, we're confident. We're coming after you. And then hit them with the trick play. Wait, is that what it we're can't... doing with our three-yard losses? <laughs> that, that, uh, that's not no. necessarily what oh, I'm, okay. I'm just saying. That And that turn, that right there, that one play, we all, uh, that's it. it that's, like, that's, yeah, that's because you and had, then the, you saw you the defense. defense um, you know, they, they were getting yardage off of those, yes. those flare screens, right? And yep. so our defense uh, came up and tried to make the play yeah and that's why you saw no one within 20 yards that's right i, I said 10 but yeah know, 15, and so and so somebody earlier had said something about the defensive backs you know that was terrible and that but no it was it was a it perfect was a play call. call on marshall's part take that it. take nothing away from the dbs on that they were doing what they had been doing all game and was successful yeah. they just got beat on a, a trick play they, they took advantage of our aggressiveness that's right. on that play Absolutely. and that's what good play callers do that's when, right. when when you see that that guy is making the play that corner can't make the play on that yeah unless you're rolled up in cover two and you got a safety over top that's right but i mean it was it was a great call yeah. another thing for marshall i mean hats off to their defense too i mean they they yeah. came out and they played too right i mean if they're they're keeping us out of the end zone um it, it's a lot of what they're doing as well that's right the tackle for losses that's on their defense right they're yep. playing really good defense yeah got some big plays going on in alabama texas texas scores it is now 20 to 16 as they play 1405 in the fourth quarter 317-1250 let's go to jared in greenville hey jared hey how are you good what's up a little disappointed with the offense but i don't know if mason's the guy or not but hopefully we can get alex flynn to play some play some decent football next weekend um i was looking forward to going to Boone, but we'll see how it goes next weekend so so you're not going? Oh, I'm going to the game, yeah. But Oh, you you were looking forward to going, and now you're not, but you're still going. I get it. It's punishment now. Yeah. <laughs> you're reluctantly wait, going. Wait a minute. Pay for the ticket, pay for the hotel room, pissed off, still going. Uh, <laughs> I really don't want to go, but, but uh, I'm going. I'll be right there. That's right. I'll be right there. <laughs> you're, a, you're a true pirate, Jared. Boneyard for the game, and the Boneyard was rocking. Yeah. yeah. Yes, indeed. Figure something out, but... We'll figure it out, hopefully. But 
That's all I have to say. But thank you all. All right. Enjoy the trip to Boone, Jared, or try to anyway. 317-1250. Let's go to Dane in Greensboro. Hey, Dane. Hey, good evening, gentlemen. Um, I wanted to bring up one thing that I brought up twice, uh, the few times that I called in last year. And, Billy, each time you said, that's a good stat. How many times are we going to run the short side of the field when we're on a hash mark? That drives me crazy. They love doing an off-guard or an off-tackle run on the short side of the field, and it, it drives me nuts because I think even the Bishop Sycamore coach knows not to do that. <laughs> <laughs> he just threw a Bishop Sycamore line in there. I just love the it. idea of BS like, high, baby. Nobody really paying attention to that, but Dane's up there just fuming and seething every time they do it. I love that. I was I was at the Michigan game, and they did that. I was at the Houston game last year, and they did that, and it just drives me crazy, and I called in twice, and it just last year complaining about the same thing so he was number three um i also think on the other side of the ball we need to slow our roll a little bit with the defensive praise what what drives me nuts and yes we are uh, the the caller you know before me we're fantastic we're fantastic he said it 20 times we should take a shot every time he said it but um there's something to be said about how good our our d-line is but once you get past once the offense gets past our linebackers every single drag route every single post they were dominating us and i just find it it's so inconsistent on how we're we're we're, we can stop the run we did so good against um ali their running back but gosh our once you get past that second level we 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 do not do very well and i watched that in michigan and i watched that against houston last year too but that's that's it thanks guys all right, there is Dane in Greensboro. We'll roll on, 317-1250. Brian is up next in Raleigh. Hey, Brian. Hey, guys. Thanks for uh, the line this evening. I know we're all uh, a bit disappointed. And, uh, yeah, I think that one of the sentiments that I think everyone else has said is that you know we were going to find out who we are tonight. Well, we found out in a big way. Um, they have so many guys that they're replacing, you know, or – our star running backs in the NFL, our former quarterbacks on an NFL roster. We have wide receivers who were getting paid by the NFL. I mean, we're, we're replacing so many people. And uh, uh, we learned, we've definitely learned tonight that there are some guys who are not ready to play. And so, yeah, I do think some of that is on the coaches and having guys prepared to replace those guys and have next man up. Uh, some of those guys are, are not ready to go. And, you know, we've, we talked a lot about the quarterbacks. You know, Mason Garcia looks really great getting off the bus. You know, he's six foot five. You know, he's two hundred and forty pounds. He's got a big arm. He throws the ball a long way, but he don't read the field. You know, he he looks at one receiver, and if that person's not open, he panics and he runs right because he doesn't know what else to do. You know, at, at least the kid Flynn seems to you know one two three. You know, he, at least he seems to look down the field and go through some reads and not panic. Um, I'm going to bring up a name that I know is going to ruffle some feathers here, but, you know, like, I feel like Paul Troth was like that, where he looked great getting off the bus, but he had nervous feet, and he was just never comfortable, uh, you know, in the pocket, standing in there and throwing the ball. You got you got to be able to throw the ball. If you take away Garcia's run and the late 40-yard pass, the Pirates had 170 yards of offense hmm. total for the entire game. Wow. They had 
They had 10 yards of passing in the first half. In the first half. It's, it's just not good enough. So, you know, I'm not saying, hey, fire the coaches and all that. I think we're a little bit early for that. A little bit early for that. But, but yeah, they got, some, they got some figuring out to do. And you get the, the job of the coaches is to now see where these weaknesses are and then put these guys in an opportunity to be successful with what they do well. And so that'll be the key, I think, going forward. You know, it may be a long season, but my hope is that, you know, Houston, Donnie, and, 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 uh, and these guys figure out a way to, to, you know, have a functional offense so that they can gain some yards and be competitive in games. So that's my hope. You know, obviously, uh, you know, I'm dejected as far as the outlook because, they got a tough schedule. App's going to be tough. Uh, you know, the, the rest of the, the rest of the teams are, are going to be tough. They got a tough schedule. It's going to be a long road to hoe. So, you know, I'll, I'll be tuned in. I appreciate you guys giving me a line, but you know, would would be interested to to hear the uh, the fellas' thoughts on, you know, really looking at the film and saying, okay, this is what this guy can do. This is what that guy can do. And what do we have to change? Uh, you know, is is that really? realistic or are they just going to do what they've been doing and this is what we're going to be so thanks fellas uh have a good evening and uh go pirates all right good call brian thank you 317-1250 logan mike and david you're coming up next we're going to have an open line for about 0.5 seconds and one of you will fill it as we roll on the u.s sailor fifth quarter calling show our buddy touchdown tony collins ecu hall of famer shirley do you have the uh I don't know if you can play it right now. The Who's Our Quarterback. You know that old line that uh, Tony likes to uh, to say that we have saved somewhere. Anyway, he just uh, texted me with about... Who's our quarterback? He just texted me with about 11 O's. Who's our offensive coordinator? Who's our quarterback? <laughs> oh, Tony. Tough times, Tony. We need you. Tony's coming to the next home game. So uh, maybe he can talk to the team before the game or something. 317-1250. More with Billy Weaver, Jason Nichols, Marcus Crandall, and your calls. Logan, Mike, David, hang on. We're coming to you after this. You're listening to the U.S. Cellular 5th Quarter Postgame Call-In Show. Here's Clip Brock. All right. We're having a good show. Y'all just keep talking. Oh, yeah. Where are the screens? What do we do? If you do run a screen, who do you throw it to? Yeah, yeah. Uh, all these questions being asked during the break. 317-1250, Logan, Mike, and David hanging on, which means we have an open line for the first time, not if you want to jump in. 317-1250. Uh, let's, well, actually, we don't. Charlie's putting the fourth one up there. That is B Pays. All right, David, you are up in Garner. Hey, David. Hey, how's it going? Great. How are you? I can't uh, complain other than the loss tonight, but, uh, you know, to me, it just seems like, well, first of all, the good things, I, I think we're playing pretty good defensively on the defensive side of the ball. I mean, there's some gaps, but I think that could be ironed out, you know, uh, 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 during the week, you know, in the locker room, whatever. Uh, but on the offensive side of the ball, I don't know. Is it just me, or do is does it seem like we're sort of kind of out of step, like, the quarterback, or the, well, yeah, the quarterbacks and the wide receivers just aren't in sync. Is that just me? 
No, I, I think, I, and I think that last um, that interception by Flynn, I think that was definitely miscommunication there. And and how can you get good communication when you don't know who your quarterback is? When you're oh. a receiver, I mean, Jason. Yeah. If you're a receiver, you have a you have guys that you maybe throw a different ball. Everybody throws a different ball. Maybe some guys are better, easier to catch. I like this guy. I like this guy. I'm on the same page with this guy. I communicate. I know where this guy is. There's none of that consistency because you don't have that one guy. Yeah. I, the receivers don't know who the quarterback is going to be. Well, well, we talked about this way back when we talked about when we played together at the University of Miami. We, we went down there and beat those guys. Yeah. He said he threw me a ball that I scored a touchdown on just because of a feel. You know, he knew I was going to be where I needed to be, and, and he put it up there, and we, we made a big play. And that's where that timing comes yep. from. Um, and the thing about this, the, the thing that you're missing, too, a little bit is, like, it's it's not that those guys aren't on the same page all the time. They know different depths of the playbook. Like, you know, the reason why he knew to throw me that ball, he knew the playbook. He knew where I was going. I was a clear route. Right. I wasn't even the main option. Yeah. But he threw it to me. You get what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. If, if sometimes if you do this thing and you just go off of what the coaches say, let me tell you some of the best plays that ever happened on Saturdays is not what's drawn up on That's the right. on the chalkboard. Right. And on that note, we talked about this. I remember a, a play in particular, but the Jasons have to help the Marcuses when the quarterback is out of the pocket. The play does break down. I saw at least one or two where the receivers. I don't know what they were doing. They, 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 you got to do scramble some backyard drill. stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Scramble scramble drill. And I didn't yeah. see that from Five these guys. On a dice. Help your quarterback. It's like yeah. it, it's, it's it's like the old Jerry Maguire. Help me help you. <laughs> I didn't see that. And and last year we saw a lot of that. We saw a lot of CJ and Isaiah and Keaton helping out Holton on those plays. Those guys play a lot of football. Yep. Yeah, they did. That's, that's There's the, a difference. That's, the difference. that's true. They got well, then you, you got CJ and Holton that have played since well, that's high true. school. They played, I mean, they played 10 years. That's, you play that's, ten that's, years of football with a guy. That's I mean, backyard. that's that's yeah. you. You know exactly where that guy is going to be. You know exactly what kind of ball he like. You know it all. I mean, you're brothers. Yes. That's it. Take, taking it to a different level. We saw that on Thursday night as well. Right with uh, Patrick Mahomes and right. those guys, right? Uh, but anyway, that's NFL. We uh, <laughs> I've seen some comparisons our receivers to Kadarius Tony before Thursday night. That would have been a big compliment. I think that's not a compliment now. <laughs> hey, uh, you know what? We haven't we haven't seen so far either that we saw a lot of the last couple of years of fifty fifty balls guys and go up because well, no, they're not throwing it down the field. Well, you that, don't yeah, have a fifty fifty. Well, ball. I mean, but you can have fifty fifty yard balls on a fifteen yard out route on the sideline and still have a fifty fifty ball. And and hey, you go up and make a play. I don't see a receiver on our team going up and making a play. Well, uh, I don't see a receiver not not going up and making plays on balls that aren't just right at them. Yeah. Like, so, you know, you said one today, it hit, it hit his hands. Yep. As a receiver, you got to think, when this thing hits my hand, I got to make the play. Yep. My job is to make him look good. Every ball won't be thrown in my chest. That quarterback has D-linemen coming at him. He's, you know, avoiding the blitz. He's doing a lot of things. Sometimes that ball is not going to be perfect. So let's not let's not think that every ball is going to come right in our chest. We got to go make him look good. Yep. And when we can do that, we've done our job. My job is to make that difficult catch look routine. See, see, he's taking all the credit. He make you look good. No. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> because, hey, now you know that, hey, I, that ball doesn't have to be perfect. I'm going to try and squeeze it in there that's right. very low. Or and, and that's why I'm saying with the 50-50 balls, yeah. that's a quarterback saying, look, I know this isn't a great throw, 
but I'm a, I'm going to rely. My receiver is going to go, and he's going to go up, and he's going to beat that That's defensive right. back for that ball. He's yeah. going to protect me. Like a good receiver should protect his quarterback no matter what. Yep. If that's a bad ball, I'm going in. I'm going to fight for it and make it incomplete. You, you get what I'm saying? Yep. Absolutely. All right, three one seven twelve fifty. We get back to the calls. Mike is up in Mooresville. Hello, Mike. Hey, Cliff. How's it going, man? How are you? Uh, hanging in there. How about yourself? Oh, well, it's, you know, it's 10 o'clock, and, uh, you know, I just watched the Pirates get beat again. But we'll take it. Uh, listen, I, you know, the offense, I, I don't know really what to say about it. It's, it's, you want to say it's a quarterback. You want to say it's the receivers. You want to say it's a running back. You want to say it's the coordinators. But I'm just not really seeing uh, – I'm not seeing chances for anybody out there. And, and listen, I, I'm a – you know, I watched Holt Naylor's play for – as long as everyone else did, and and I, you know, I went through my times where I didn't think he was any good, but you know, he made a practice squad on 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 the Seahawks, so obviously he knows how to play football because you don't you don't make a practice squad as a quarterback in the NFL and and not know how to play football. But at what point do you just say, hey, uh, we got to make a change at quarterback, and now we have two? Do you introduce a third? Do you? Do you just roll with one of these guys and just tell the other guy it didn't work? I don't really know. They clearly don't have it going on offense right now. I don't even really know what I'm asking right now, but it's 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 tough to to, to watch the Pirates lose to Marshall in the home opener. Um, and I, are we supposed to accept that? You know, I, I don't really know what to say. I'm going to hang up and listen. What? <laughs> The old unacceptable word. I love. We don't what do have you mean? A, we don't have a choice. Yeah, to, to we lost the game. What do you mean? <laughs> like, what are you going to protest it? I mean, I guess you can. It's not going to do anything. <laughs> we lost. We are zero and two. By the way, Mac McCarthy said the Pirates will uh, start zero and three, and then go eight and one the rest of the way and play in the conference championship. So his plan is. Did he say that at the beginning of the year. He said this before Michigan. Before, before, okay, yeah. we're going to lose next week. Go zero and three, and then we start winning. <laughs> so his plan is working right now. Well, Everybody relax. <laughs> I don't know if I like that plan. <laughs> no, it's uncomfortable right now, but it's going to be all right. We go to Logan in L.A. Hello, Logan. Good afternoon, everyone. Actually, good evening for you all. But a uh, couple things. One, Marcus, I owe you an apology. I was a really bad high school quarterback in Arizona, and I wore your jersey every practice. So this is the red practice. I had a purple Crandall, uh, Crandall jersey. Sorry to put the name on you. Because oh. <laughs> he was throwing picks oh, wow. wearing your jersey. <laughs> oh, man. Hey, I appreciate that, man. That, that is awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Let me the book for you, Nichols and Crandall. I was five, six, seven years old watching you guys play in Dowdy, and then I moved to Arizona. And uh, you guys are amazing. So thanks for being such a great inspiration. But honestly, I, I'm not a coach. I played football a long time. Doesn't matter. Here's what I saw. I went to the Michigan game last week with my wife, and the one thing I'll say is that after halftime, when the players come to warm up, I saw Mason throwing passes. He had a receiver, obviously catching. He's the starter. Flynn had himself catching he's throwing the three wide receivers and he's literally has jeter next to him he's like coaching every throw and then they did a little like uh passing tree and flynn was talking to every receiver being like hey like, go here go here and he just seems like more of like the the team leader i'm not gonna i'm not obviously you know make judgments the coach is the right thing but that was a really cool thing to see in michigan because flynn seems like the one who's trying to teach the team how to win so i'll take it offline but thanks guys i appreciate it yeah I, 
that i mean that's neat it's kind of like when a camera catches a guy on the bench during a game like smiling when his team's losing and he had been frowning the entire time but you catch him at a bad so you don't want to make super judgments on that but i mean that's that's kind of does that mean that flynn is more into it than garcia or whatever i don't know but and that and but there is something to be said and, and you can attest to this there's there's qualities that a leader has to have yeah. Your quarterback is your leader of your offensive football team. The entire football team, really. But you got your linebacker, your middle linebacker usually is your captain of your defense. But your quarterback, he's your guy. And, I mean, there's something to be said about that. The confidence, there's something to be said about the respect that they get from their their teammates and all that other stuff that goes into playing on the field. Yeah, okay. yeah, absolutely, man. It, it – um, I think it's it's a good thing in regards to you know trying to get on the same page as the receivers for one. I think that's what was happening and he was referring to uh, in the Michigan game and uh, it, it is important. You yeah, know, those intangibles of you know we're we're not on the field right now running this play, but we're on the sidelines and trying to get it right for the next series. Yeah, and so those little things uh, they're they're imperative for for growth uh, and being successful on the field for sure. All right, can we address this real quick? Uh, Sim on Twitter has had now three tweets to me asking about your forearms, Billy. So there is a, a camera depth perception thing where that chair it does look a little bigger. But Billy, do you have have you been working your forearms out? Or? No, not. All right, do my forearms look <laughs> massive. He is really impressed. He said, "Damn, Billy developed forearms." <laughs> He then said, know who else has a big arm? Billy. <laughs> he then said, can you tell me why Weaver's forearms are so big? It's, it's and he's a- spamming my damn Twitter. And I, can we just address this and move on? I ate my spinach. Isn't that how Popeye got his forearm? And he has a tattoo of an anchor. Where did you get that, Popeye? All right. Sim. I am what I am, and that's all that I am. Can you simmer down, Sim, and relax and not treat us like a piece of meat up here? Oh, man. <laughs> All right, let's go to B Pays next in Raleigh. What's up, Pays? Uh, Billy will be uh, Billy will be having his OnlyFans account open. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear! <sighs> Somebody out there's got a forearm fetish they're gonna pay for. <laughs> <laughs> oh God! I love him. I love him. <laughs> All right, please save his pace. Oh, save his. <laughs> Oh Lord! So um, I thought the defense played. We we laugh to keep from crying. That's true. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I think um, we do have some third and long problems. I, I think it goes even back to last year too. I don't know what it is on our defense, but we seem to get up a lot of third and long, third and twelve, third and fourteen. I think I think we gave up a third and twenty four tonight, if I remember right. Um, when when he dropped that one pass in. Um. You know, on that quarterback situation, listen, I, they just – it's their guy. You know, Alex Flynn wasn't their guy. I was a Coach Mo recruit. I was there the day he got – the day he accepted his recruit. I was DJing a, a five-on whatever they used to have out the intramural field. That's a Flynn. You know, he's a Mo guy. He's, a, he's the one that gave him things. So, yeah, there's probably a part of them that's going to, you know, want Garcia to do this. And But, you know, at some point, you know – you know, I think Weaver said it good, and you know, people have said it before. And I think, and I, I like what Kyle said earlier. At some point, any job you're in, if you don't produce and you don't 
you know, there's got to be a change. And if that's the quarterback, if that's the offensive coordinator or anything, there's there's, there's got to be a change. And I agree with what Kyle said, that I think Mike Houston thought four years he was going to be out of here and in a bigger job. And I don't know if he, he, he you know, I don't know if he got ready for the fifth year. I don't, and I'll, I'll agree with Kyle on that. But, listen, you know, yeah, I used to sit in those press conferences, and I know, you know, I know what y'all have to do, Clip, and you know, but I do not want to hear Donnie Kirkpatrick crack a joke this week. I don't want to hear him say okay fifty times, and if he does, it needs to be like Showtime with the Apollo. The Sandman needs to come out with a hook and pull DK out of that damn press conference until he really understands what's going on. Go Pirates! I love y'all. All right, there he is, B Pace. I, I'm sorry, but you know Donnie's going to crack a joke. I mean, he's going to. I'm going to go ahead and tell Donnie. you. Yeah. If I go in there and he doesn't crack it, I mean, that will be a shock. That will be like, whoa, all right. Something, something happened. Yeah. Who is this? So, yeah. yeah. Something's, <laughs> going Something's going on. Something's going on. <laughs> Maybe that's the change we need. Um, emo Donnie instead of funny Donnie. All right, 317-1250. Zach is up and done. Hey, Zach. Hey, Cliff. Thanks for taking my call. Uh, welcome back, Billy. We missed you last week. Thanks, sir. Yeah, man. Hey, uh, look, it's year five. I know that you guys have heard it. Um, everybody wants to complain about Donnie. At the end of the day, we've been complaining about Donnie for three or four years now. At least I have. And, um, you know, the only rebuttal that I get is that he's calling the plays that Mike Houston wants him to. Well, between the offensive coordinator being the problem, the secondary coach being the problem, let's see, linebackers coach last year was a problem, special teams coach last year was a problem. At some point, when does the head coach have to answer for this? Also, you know, everybody wants to sit and talk about conference expansion. Oh, I can't believe that so-and-so is going and we ain't getting a call up. We need to be in this conference. Quit sitting there and bitching about the conference realignment whenever we can't even win a game that we ought to win. This is year five, and through five years, Donnie's not been able to develop a quarterback, clearly, uh, and now we know why Houston was smoothing it up last week. He's trying to get a ticket out of town. Uh, you know, everybody's sitting and complaining about season tickets being lower than they wanted to. Well, you know, I don't know if y'all noticed, but we had five years of crap football. Then we had COVID. People found other things to do with their money, other, other things to do spending their time. I can sit and watch the game on my phone and sit and watch it in my living room. Why would I sit and pay jacked-up ticket prices to go to a game and waste an entire Saturday Whenever I could spend it at home with my family and have the same disappointment watching on the TV as I did driving to Greenville. Good luck, guys. All right, Zach, fired up. Wants uh, wants some answers. Yeah, and I don't I don't blame him. And you know he 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 had mentioned something about wanting a I guess a quick ticket out of Greenville or whatever. You keep keep performing like you're doing tonight, <laughs> and you're going to get a quick ticket out of Greenville. The other way, and it, I, it's going and it's going to start at the top. And that's the thing is because now these are Mike Houston's teams, and I, I agree to the, you know you're the head guy. At some point, you got to take responsibility, and something has to change. So, you know, getting on the offensive coordinator about it, Donnie's got to go. And Don, I agree that 100. percent We've been, you know, hearing those comments for, for three, four, five years. Now, Mike Houston's going to have to answer to a lot of these. All right, uh, boy, we roll on three one seven twelve fifty. The lines are locked and loaded as they have been since we kicked this baby off. We got Al, Kevin, and Skip. 
coming up next on the U.S. Sailor Fifth Quarter Call-In Show. Got a question for ECU Hall of Famer Marcus Crandall, former Pirate coach and receiver Jason Nichols, a guy that was in the media biz forever, Billy Weaver, now with giant forearms. You can ask him his workout routine. Uh, we got more Here coming it up. There it is. The U.S. Sailor Fifth Quarter Call-In Show. <laughs> well, uh, Sim asked if you were on the Barry Bonds supplements. What kind of supplements you got over there? Hey, now. Hey, oh, he did say you're in the pharmaceutical. I, I knew that was coming. I knew that was coming. Back with you after this. You're listening to the U.S. Cellular Fifth Quarter Postgame Call-In Show. Here's Clip Brock. Now, with the Pirate Radio scoreboard, here's Shirley Rhodes. All right, with about eight minutes left to go in the game, it is uh, Texas leading Alabama 34-24. Oregon trailing Texas Tech by two is 30-28 with about five minutes left to go in that game. Uh, UCF gets by Boise State 18-16. That is a final. Arizona, with the ball, has uh, is trailing Mississippi State 21-20. LSU not having a problem over Grambling. It is 56-10. Florida beating up on McNeese State 49-0 in the fourth quarter. UCLA leads San Diego State 35-10. It is Temple 7, Rutgers 13. Wisconsin trailing Washington State 24-22 at the start of the fourth quarter. And TCU has a 24-3 lead over Nichols State in the third quarter. That is a look at your Buccaneer Music Hall scoreboard brought to you by the Buck. They have all the fun for your Sunday fun day covered. Kick off the day at the Buck with the largest 4K screen in Greenville along with 18 TVs so you don't miss a game. They'll have mimosa specials, a Bloody Mary menu, and pizza all day from Pizza Hut. And don't forget the weekly jersey giveaway starting at 5 o'clock. Score every Sunday at the Buck. Now let's head back into the U.S. Cellular fifth quarter postgame call-in show. Here is your host, Clip Rod. All right, back with you. 317-1250, the number. Another number you should know is Wings Over Greenville. Um, King of Hearts on YouTube said, man, when I was at ECU, I spent hundreds, maybe thousands at Wings Over. Uh, you can give them a call tonight, and they will deliver right to your door. We enjoyed some uh, some boneless and bone-in wings, a great variety. And uh, lemon peppers were great. And what kind were the uh, – it was some kind of – it wasn't teriyaki. There was a teriyaki. It was like a there. sweet and sour type deal that I had that were really good. That, I really enjoyed that those. tastes like uh, – almost like a sweet Thai chili without the yeah. heat. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, wings over Greenville is the call for tonight. Still some great games coming up tonight, by the way. Uh, I know you got Auburn at Cal later on, Oklahoma State at Arizona State, Stanford at USC. So if you're going to watch some more football tonight, might as well uh, order some wings over Greenville. Also, Texas trying to close it out against Bama up 34 to 24. How about that? Uh, the Longhorns on the road in Tuscaloosa. All right, 317-1250, Luther, Al, Kevin, hang on. We go to Skip in Raleigh. Hey, Skip. Hey, Cliff. What's up, man? Uh, hey, hey, guys. Hey, real, real quick, real quick. So, so, what, what I, what I saw is, is I saw a lot of mechanical problems. And what I mean by mechanical problems is, is you got like, I don't know if they were in Jason. Jason were they in cover two or were they in cover three on, on the on the lateral? 
if they, you know, if they're in cover two, then they should be in a better position. They weren't. They weren't. That safety was running the alley, so it's probably in some type of quarter situation or something. I don't know. <clears throat> whoever was on that, whoever was on the corner side, obviously didn't do their job. But you know, there's, there's just you know the unfortunate thing is is if you go back if you go back to last year, you know there were people that were complaining about Mason's opportunity to play because he had four games that he could have spared and saved his red shirt and all that stuff, but he and he didn't get that. But but what, what I what I saw was. I saw a couple of times where the the route running was not good. The leverage on the the, the leverage and the angle that the offensive line was was trying to use did did not work. And their their run defense was was every bit as good as ours was. I thought our zone coverage, you know, from from our front now our front seven is pretty good. But when you start talking about you know you go into zone coverage, we, we've got a lot of problems and a lot of deficiencies there. How you fix them, I don't know. I will say this, and Marcus and Jason know it as well as anybody, when you get in a third and 28 situation, you're not going to put somebody back there in the shotgun, especially Mason Garcia, and ask him to throw a 40-yard pass down the field to try to attempt you know, to get a first down. It's just not what the game is. You don't want to put somebody – you don't want to put anybody, even if Holton was back, they, they would have run the football in that play. Do I agree with some of the play calling that, that, that you know they're doing? No. But I'm not. I'm not a head coach. These guys and Mar- and Marcus and Jason can 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 you know harp on this. They they watch more film than we've ever thought about watching games on TV. Are you know are mistakes made and that sort of thing? Absolutely. And they're you know they're going to continue. But you know uh, you know how you fix mechanics, you know reps and all those things. And you look at it. You know they got wide copies and then they got a TV copy that we look at and those types of things. I mean, they break down every every angle, every play, right hash, left hash, third and one on left hash, and they do all those things, and people don't see that. And I know they're frustrated about losing, but you know, there's just a lot of a lot of mechanical things. And uh, Marcus, you can you can talk about this going back to Mason. All I saw was was I saw a young man that looked like he was very very uncomfortable in the pocket and wanted to take off and run at every opportunity that he could get. And it's you know it's disappointing and it's frustrating you know and but you know you got to try to pick pick them up and you got to try to put the pieces back together and focus on a really really good Appalachian State football team because I mean you know there's nothing you can do about this game I mean I just you know the lateral the lateral pass that's a high school play and and and, that, and that's that's really tough to absorb because it's a high school play but you know we we got to get mechanics fixed. We got to get our mental preparation better next time. But as always, I appreciate you guys and look forward to your comments. Thank you. All right, there is Skip in Raleigh. Anything you want to move on to the next one? Okay. Well, I I did want to say something. There's a couple of callers that have said that it seems like Mason Garcia wants to run and take off every time. I think that's when he's most successful. When he was most successful is when they had the designed runs. You remember on that that drive when they they ran the same play to the right and they ran the same play to the left. It was the quick little. Fake shuffle, fake toss, fake toss counter. and counter, and he went yep. right through what the A gap, A to B, A to yep. B, yep, A to B. A to B. And when that was a design, a design run for him, he picked up great positive yardage. And when he 
broke down when he, after his first read, if he's not seeing his first read, and then he takes off and goes, he was successful. You know it's what? when he was trying to make something happen and try and find a receiver, and then way too late try to take off and run is when he wasn't successful. Yeah, I think there was a time I mentioned uh, false pressure. I think uh, up the middle, I think he, he felt some pressure that really wasn't there. Uh, to where he tried to escape outside of the mm-hmm. pocket, uh, where he could have hung in the pocket a little bit more. And then uh, there was one time where he was very decisive in his his approach as far as dropping back. I don't like what I see. Now I'm taking off up the middle, yep. straight up the middle. Yep. And uh, he made that decision very quickly, uh, very effectively, and he got about eight, or eight, eight, nine yards or something like that. Uh, so those things I think he has to get better at as far as uh, his pre- pocket presence, feeling right. that, that rush. If it's there, getting out of the pocket if, if it's coming up the middle. But if it's not there and it's coming up the field from the outsides, then going up inside uh, to get those yardage. I would like to see the all 22, and, and I'm probably not going to, but what are our receivers doing on those plays? Are they getting open? Are they doing their part in all this? Uh, there were some oh, plays yeah. where I saw they weren't. So I would love to see how's the separation. Did Mason actually have guys, or did he have nothing when he was you know running out of the pocket? I don't know. Well, I don't have the answer. Uh, let's go to Kevin next in Winterville. Hey, Kevin. Hey, fellas. What's up? Well, uh, I'm I'm trying to figure out if we have just overhyped Mason all these years, or if it's actually Donnie's play calling. Um, I don't I don't know, but um, during that rain delay, I watched the App State and Carolina game, and that uh, that team's going to beat us next week. They're, I don't have a doubt about that. We're going to be 0-3. Um, I hate to say it. I've been a Houston guy. I don't know if he needs to do some Coach Prime cleansing or something, but uh, something's got to change. Go Pirates. All right. I mean, right now, anybody that's going to score over 21 points is going to beat us. 17 points. I mean, we we, yeah. we can't score. We can't move the ball. No. Uh, defense played their tails off, and, and the wheels fell off in the fourth quarter, but uh, we just can't can't move the ball. Let's go to Al in Greenville next. Hey, Al. Hey, Cliff. How you doing, the other fellas? And Billy Weaver, I'll be a son of a gun. I haven't talked to you in a long time. <laughs> you know who this old, is, yep, Weave. Old Rooster Neck. This is the guy that called you Old Rooster Neck <laughs> back in the day. I, I wasn't even going to say that, Cliff. You know, that's not, that's not very nice again. Nah, somebody already mentioned that on social media and yeah. said that I was going to open up a restaurant with a side of Rooster Neck. With, with four, 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 two, two four four arms and, and a side a of Rooster Neck. neck. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's not a good idea. You know, uh, of all the of all the years I've been listening to the Pirates, man, I tell you, uh, the players that came through here, uh, all the out the receivers we had, the running backs, the quarterbacks, and boy, I don't see anybody on this team that comes close to anybody we had. And I have to make I have to apologize to two two members of the Pirate Nation, and that's Ruffin McNeil and. Ailers. I remember calling in and complaining about both them. God, I wish they were back. Because what I'm seeing right now, Cliff, is it's it's just not right. And uh, I don't know. I don't know. What, I don't know what can be done. I don't see any. I don't see any any anything happening. 
Um, well, let me say this. We had a caller earlier that said, I wish people would call in and eat crow for their Ehlers calls, and I thought nobody would do it. So credit to you, Al. And also remember how sick you were, and we were just talking about this week, y'all were, about Ruff loving up the players. Yeah, Al was yeah. so tired of that. Yeah. You'd take a few hugs right now, wouldn't you, Al? Yeah, I used to call Ruffin, Lovin' Hey, I remember people calling in complaining about um, Lincoln Riley. Well, he's got to go. He's the, terrible. The he head coach at USC? Doing. Yeah, yeah. That, that guy? That guy. Yeah. That guy. Yeah. You don't like know that, how that good guy. it is until it's That's gone. That's right. Never know how good it is until you're gone. Yeah. 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 I'm not Coach Montgomery. That was a trip. <laughs> well, we don't need to get into that one. Yeah. <laughs> Hey Al, you should be uh, happy with this show. Nobody's uh, talking about any positives, so that should be. You. I know last week you were upset. We were being too pos- uh, optimistic. Nobody's <laughs> doing that tonight. No, definitely nobody's doing that. And I, I think, I think we're going to go zero and three, and I think it's going to be worse than that. But uh, good talking to there, Billy. Open up that restaurant, and I'll come in and buy some rouge tonight. All right, there you go. <laughs> Thank you, sir, Billy Al. Thanks, Al. Good to hear from you, man. All right, 317-1250. Let's take one more before we take a timeout. Let's go to Luther in Greenville. Hey, Luther. Hey, guys. How are you? We're all right. How are you? Trying not to be negative. Um, and, yes, I agree with the gentleman before. You know, we're all, you know, down with, you know, we're roughing and, and everything that was going on back then and all that. But it seemed to be good now. Uh and you know we're down now uh but i can tell you you know and the probably 10 15 20,000 people that were in the stadium today they were booing donnie kirkpatrick um you know I, i just think that he needs to become young as far as his thinking as far as the offensive uh play um, I think he's too conservative. Um, and if he doesn't need, if he doesn't change, you know, the way that he calls his offensive plays, I think he needs to go elsewhere. I mean, he's just, I mean, he's just, it's just, he had so much, you know, athleticism in the past with Holton and CJ and, and just everybody. And, and you know he had a lot of a lot of people that he could work with, and like now, I mean, I think we have a lot of athleticism, and uh, yeah, I just I just don't I don't know I just don't think that you know he does a great job as far as play calling, um, you know, and I've been following ECU football since the early '80s, and. Um, you know, you know, he's been in and out of ECU football for a long time. And, uh, you know, I just think, you know, you know, maybe sometimes, you know, things wear out. And I think he's worn out. And I'm not being ugly, but defense looks good. You know, offensive line looked better. And, uh, yeah, I just think some things need to change as far as the offensive play calling. All right, Luther. Appreciate the call. Uh, we've heard that sentiment a few times tonight uh, here on the U.S. Sailor fifth quarter call-in show. All right. Uh, oh, man. The guy named Cheezle. 
I think he's a good caller, though, right? Yeah. Cheezel. I remember yep. saying, man, Last I don't year. know about yeah, this guy. Yeah. <laughs> I'm pretty sure Cheezel's a good caller. Yep. Miles and Rod in Wilmington. I think that's the old cowboy. Oh, on Lord. the line. Oh, old oh, cowboy Rod. Uh, we'll, uh, we'll have that coming up when we return. Sitting on my porch. How y'all doing over there? This is a long one, fellas. Hey, well, it is. I'm good. Yeah, I'm, I'm slowly but surely getting over it now. I'm, I'm, I'm almost over it a little <laughs> bit. You know, it takes a little bit. All right, we'll uh, be back with more of your calls on the U.S. Sailor Fifth Quarter Call-In Show after this. You're listening to the U.S. Cellular Fifth Quarter Postgame Call-In Show. Here's Clip Brock. All right, back with you. 317-1250. A late night. Could get even later. The boys feeling a little froggy here on a Saturday night. All right, John, Cheezel, Miles, hang on. Let's go to Rod in Wilmington. Hey, Rod. Hey, ladies and gentlemen, how y'all doing tonight, uh? Really back in the seat tonight, and good to see him, and uh, and uh, good to listen to you guys. Uh, we're pirates through thick and thin. We got a whole lot of thin tonight, uh, but uh, uh, one thing I, I didn't get to see the game, but I listened to it on the radio. So a lot of stuff I didn't really get eyeballs on. But one thing that's blaringly obvious to me is they got a discipline problem. You don't have that many penalties in a game and, and not have some problem with this one. And uh, i tell you one damn thing. I'd have some butts in that stadium running them down to, tomorrow and get that straightened out right quick like. And uh, that could have made a tremendous difference in the game. What offense they were able to jail in the third quarter might have come early in the game. They hadn't been shooting themselves in the foot with stupidity. Uh, left and right, and on both sides of the ball. But, uh, you know, uh, offense was having a problem. You can't stay behind the sticks like that and and uh, ever get anything going. So, uh, you know, you know that's a, that'd, be, that'd be job one as far as I'm concerned, get that get that stuff straightened out. And then, you know, you got you got to work on that, uh, you know, what I was missing with the, with the timing between the uh, quarterbacks and receivers and – what Jason Jason was saying about the uh, you know making those plays uh, that's uh, that comes from maximum effort. You got to find a way to get people to have the attitude that they're gonna you know they're gonna make a play. They're gonna put they're gonna do whatever it takes to make the play. You see your buddy over there making a play. You got to find a way to make the play, and uh, that's what makes the difference in you know whether or not you win ball games. Uh, that in itself would correct a lot of this stuff. Uh, but uh, anyway, <laughs> it, it's frustrating. Uh, I thought I thought uh, uh, one of the problems they were having last week with the penalties was just through frustration. But I think yeah, they got they definitely got some kind of discipline problem there. Well, this is a new problem. East Carolina was really good as far as lack of penalties here in the previous years under Mike Houston. How about today on the UB stat sheet? East Carolina, 11 penalties for 112 yards. That's a lot of yardage. That is. That's a lot of, uh, yeah. So, Rod, you're all over it, man. But, uh, you know, uh, just critical critical times, you know, when you got uh, you, you get a little something going and then, bam, you, you, you know, you, you 
back it up. You got to go long. That takes the wind out of your sail. If you, particularly when you're trying to get things gelling and, uh, you know, but uh, anyway, we're going through the valley now, but we, we just got to stay the course and we got a schedule to play. And uh, uh, I hope these coaches can uh, can get the thing turned around. Uh, All right. Rod, always great to hear from you, man. Thanks for hanging out with us late. Yes, sir. Thank you. Y'all have a good evening. Yes, sir. There is Rod in Wilmington. 317-1250. Let's go next to Miles in Charleston. Hey, Miles. Hey, guys. Just wanted to start out with my first and foremost point, which is we lost Keaton. We lost Holton. We lost Isaiah. We lost CJ. I mean, coming into this season, I think the hype was a little overblown. I mean, it always is, despite the last decade or so of us not being the best. We always come in with high hopes, but uh, it's not worked out very well. And I think we got a little bit of that going on this year. Donnie Kirkpatrick, I mean, yeah, I think he needs to be replaced, but some of the hate, I think, is overblown, considering the, the losses we've had in those key roles. And then lastly, I'll say, I mean, Mason Garcia, he, I mean, I hate to talk about a young kid like this, but in that role, after, you know, what is it, three, four years grooming within our system, just the look on this dude's face before he threw that last pick, before he was pulled, would just told me all I needed to know. He sailed it in. He gave up. In my opinion, this dude does not have the heart to be on a D1 team as a starting quarterback, certainly not for us. I I, I don't know about anybody's heart. Yeah. I really don't. And I don't, I don't know if anybody can say anything about anybody's heart. Bottom line is it's all about production. And it with me, it's about the eye test because I'm not privy to the information you guys are. I haven't played at a high Division One level like you guys have. I don't know the intricacies, the ins and outs. I rely mostly on what I see and I and what I've watched for 30 years. And a lot of times, my eye test is pretty good. And my eye test tells me that there's one quarterback that looks better and looks more comfortable than the other one. So I can't attest to anybody's heart. I can't attest to anybody's ability to read a playbook. I go by the eye test. And right now, my Mason's just not passing the eye test for me. Not to say that he won't, and he can't. But right now, as it stands right now, if if I were making the eye test decision on a starting quarterback, I would have to go with Alex Flynn right now. Well, listen, this is, this is as, even as a coach, you go with the eye test. You have to. Because, like I said, you know, you, you do this long enough, you get fired. Yeah. So my, my job as a coach is to watch the film, believe what the film tells me. That's it. If the film is telling me he's not my guy, he can't be my guy. Mm-hmm. Right. Because if I put a kid in there when I was coaching running backs and I know he fumbles in practice all the time, what do you think he's going to do in the game? Yeah, probably fumble. He's going to fumble. Then I'm getting fired. Yep. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. So. A, a wise coach always told me, believe what you see on the film because that's what you're going to get. So I, I, I know we had some other callers that asked, I don't know, maybe he's being Brett Favre in practice or some quarterback you named. 
there's no way you can be Brett Favre in practice and then go play a certain way in the game. Right. You're going to be Brett Favre in practice and in the game if that's who you are. Yeah. It was Kyle who, who says we hear about the deep ball and his arm, and we haven't seen it during a game yet. Yeah. It's, it's I mean, frustrating. Yeah. It, 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 I mean, I love his energy. I love his energy. Yeah. Like, it, you know, after he makes the big play and all of that. Oh, yeah. Gets, gets fired up and all mm-hmm. of that. Uh, you got to like that aspect of what he's doing out there. Um, you know, the, the play does have to be more consistent. Uh, reading the defense and 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 as you mentioned, like we we kind of we we know what it what it's like to play D one football and all of that, but again, um, we don't know exactly know what he's being told as well, right? And right. So as far as uh, you know, where to read, so many variables. It, it so is. Many, it is. So many. And, uh, so many variables. But unfortunately, it, it it is what it is. We're we're doing what we're doing because of what we see on the field. And, yeah. Uh, yeah, that's all we got to know to go by right now. Yeah, right. yeah. You know, we can't we can't say, well, oh, he was you know doing this on this read and that on that. We don't we don't know that. We're not in the meeting rooms with him. Yeah, and um, so all we can do is just like fans is believe what we're seeing on on the film, or in this case, the game. Yep. And um, and we, we saw it on a different level. We saw it with Alabama just a while ago, right? There with, you, uh, you know, <laughs> when, we, the same. when we see it that way, and and I had mentioned to you, I would interception. I would love to be able to hear Alabama's post game call in show right now <laughs> because you know those folks are calling and saying, "Well, we, maybe Nick Saban's not the guy anymore. Maybe the he game lost, has passed. The him game by. has passed him by." Like some of our callers have said, yeah. he may he needs to get a little bit younger now, yeah, because he's yeah. the game's passed him by. Yeah. Or we don't that quarterback ain't yeah. for us. Right. That Alabama and, and quarterback then, from what we, we saw. And then we and y'all said what happened. The OC right. hung him out in the drive. That's right. Yeah, yeah, had, absolutely. Yeah. It was um, you know, when we see it that way, we understand what really happened, right? That's you know right. what I mean, right? So All right, three one seven twelve fifty Cheezle is up in Ocean City. Hello, Cheezle. Mayday. Mayday <laughs> Vessel. Pirate Houston, we got a problem. I'm going to tell you boys this right now. This is some deep water to tread. But before I really get into it, I just want to talk about the disrespect that, you know, our organization gets as a whole. We were supposed to be on ESPNU today. And let me tell you what happened. They had the Wake Forest game get a little bit of rain. So they came back, played on with Vandy. And then they skipped right over to guess who? The JMU beating Virginia. And they played those two games over our game. So we didn't really lock in on national television on ESPN today, or ESPN News for that matter, until about the second quarter. So then, so, so, so who was right in that situation? Let me tell you what, as a viewer that doesn't have a dog in the fight, if I was a viewer that didn't have a dog in the fight, which you guys too, would you have rather seen ECU go 0-2 and lose at home to Marshall, or would you have rather seen JMU knock off Virginia? Absolutely. So they made the right call. You got, you got. if you want to be on ESPNU, you want to be on ABC, you want to be on the big dog, what you got to do? Got to win. those win. games. That's right. Yep. So they didn't make, that, that's not on ESPN. As much as I like to rip on the ESPN and give them. They made the right call. No doubt. They made the right call. Hey, Billy, and maybe this is why me and you are great tag team partners because what I'm coming right back at you with is, wow, what an an upset it was. And I can imagine about, I would say, 13 months ago, 14 months ago, maybe 15 months ago, me, you, and Cliff were having this same conversation about how I did not believe that Mike Houston was a good recruiter, how he did not have the good pipeline. 
and Cliff jumped down my throat right away, and he said, you know what? You can't say that, and time will tell. Well, guess what? The bell's ringing, baby, and it's wrecking. (laughs) (laughs) Ding, ding, ding. (laughs) Let me tell you this. It's not just on him. It starts the top down. Donnie Kirkpatrick is like a dinosaur. This dude does not belong to be calling the offense. Everybody knew coming into the season that our offensive line was going to be the problem. Rajee Harris is a fantastic running back. We can't open up lanes for him. You know what? Maybe you change, open up the little the book a little bit. We've got some freshmen with some speed. We obviously know our wide receivers are you know can't even catch a beach ball if you were to kick it at them five feet away. So why don't we run the triple option? That's what Navy did. No, no, no triple option. But we do agree, and we had talked about this a little bit. When you have deficiencies anywhere on the offense, you want to hide them. And and I don't disagree with maybe running some bubble screens, some some extensions of the run to get your athletic guys out in space and let them make some positive yardage and not constantly going backwards. So I agree with that. Open it up. Open up the, the playbook a little bit. I agree. Quick game. The, play. the quick game, yeah, yeah. Hit them, hit them quick and fast. Yes. When we move the ball in the third quarter, that's right. Let me let me just say this: the play action after the fumble was a fantastic play. Cal, that was a great play to Calhoun. It was actually probably one of the best plays that yeah. ran the entire day. That was the third. That, that was yeah, the third was play of that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It took him three plays to get in the end zone from the three yard line. So again, it goes back to the recruiting thing. You have the portal available. You know, we've got Grady White boats down the street. Are you kidding me? We can't get people in the NIL. We can't get Grady to toss some money to get some kids to come play. You know, like, there's money there. The problem is, is the leadership there. You know, I'm I, I'm not trying to lean on the Dion thing, but he's got L's and B's. I don't see any L's and B's in any of this organization right now. Well, I tell you what, Dion's an anomaly. That that's that's something there. They have caught lightning in the bottle with Deion Sanders. Um, he is one of those guys that uh, he's electric. People love to play for him. Um, he relates to his players. He is down on their level, and he's got something special going on. Those those. Let me tell you what those Deion Sanders that type of thing. That's very rare and very hard to find. Really is. Chisel. Let me ask you. Let me ask you a question though. When we went back to the bowl game last year, and even like the last like three games of the season where we were, you know, because everybody wants to talk about how Fulton and all this stuff, I'm trying to watch my language, all this stuff, you know, um, how he should be back on. No, the problem is, it's not Garcia. He hasn't had the playing experience. We 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 talked talked about about that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He hasn't gotten the play. And you know what? We talked about uh, some people have said, hey, you know, you want to see quicker decisions by Garcia. Well, you guys know this. The quick decisions come when? When the game slows down. The game has not, the game is still going a thousand miles an hour for this young man because he hasn't has, he hasn't had that game experience. The game, you can make those quick decisions and those quarterbacks and everybody that makes quick decisions, the game has slowed down for that. Well, well, prime example today during the game, Marshall's quarterback fumbled a ball in his hands. He took off and scampered and ran with it. Yep. Knew exactly what he was going to do. Fumbled the ball and tried to hand it off and we got a five-yard loss. Yep. An experienced quarterback say, don't make the play worse. Just take it and get it back to the line of scrimmage. Don't try to hand that off because something bad is going to happen 
luckily we just got a five-yard loss. But you try to hand off a ball to a back coming in jet motion and you don't have a clean handoff. Scoop and score the other way. It's gonna. We just saw somebody do it on, on, yep. on TV. That's right. So um, th- that's when the game slows down because now you're just reacting. Yeah. Cheezle, we got to get to other callers, but great call and thank you for holding my feet to the fire. Cliff, I got one thing for you. Hurry up. One thing for you. Uh, have you been watching Jeff Hoffman, and do you think the Braves will lose to the Phillies again? I have been watching Jeff Hoffman, and no, I do not think the Braves will lose to the Phillies in the playoffs this year. All right. Thank you. Thank you. There is Cheezle. <laughs> and you know what he's going to do? If the Braves do lose, he's going to call gonna back, call and dog. he'll probably have his own damn soundboard. Hey, Clip, listen to this. <laughs> listen to this. All right, 317-1250. John is in Buck Row Beach. Hey, John. Hey, guys. How y'all doing? Great. How are you? I- I'm good. I'm, I'm going to try to be but so less negative here, but just some sincere thoughts, and, and I've expressed them before. Um. First off, my time in East Carolina, I loved it. I embellish it. People know me up here as the East Carolina guy. You know, they they know that. You know, and I'm and I'm proud, like to be proud to, you know, to say that. And you know, I used to be very passionate about the football program, and you know, it's really kind of dying away. You know, type thing, if you will. But um, I got to tell you, man, the state, the state of East Carolina football, all right, first off, East Carolina has had some tremendous football athletes. Leander Green, Tony Collins, Zach Valentine back in the late 70s. My God, that was a machine. You know, the 83 team, you know, look, look, look who you got sitting right beside you right there. We have had some horrendous, great athletes. But only every eight years or whatever, we happen to have a team that is a Cinderella team. I made this comment before ODU football started and when they started talking about it. And the comment I made was, it's not going to take them but so long to catch up to us. And, and... Before y'all try to defend that, they're almost up to us. They're in Conference USA, whatever, you know, whatever conference. We're in the American. We played them a lot. Okay, we should play them a lot. I like that game. But, you know, they're, they're almost where, we're, where we were, if you will. Um, we're, there was no hype about this team at all. This summer, last summer, we were hyped, you know, get ready to play state. You know, we almost beat them. Great game, whatever. This year, you know what our hype has been this year on the last two months on all the ECU social media? We, we were, do you want to answer that question? What is it? Go ahead and tell Take us. Take a stab at it. Take a stab at it. I don't know. It's late. Just get to the point. What you got? Uh, uh, no, I am making a point, and it needs to be said. All we talked about for the last two months, and first off, I'm a wrestling guy. Y'all know that. I was jacked about talking about the basketball team. I'm actually looking forward to the basketball team this year, which I'm not even a basketball guy. But you know, you know what we talked about for the last two months? Exactly. You know exactly what the answer is. All we talked about. Please say what it is. Please. <laughs> 
for the practice team or not. That's all we talked about, all right? Regardless of what, you know, Dickie, Donnie, Patrick, who, who's hiring these guys? Who's hiring the athletics? Who's on the board at East Carolina that's got some deep damn pockets and can make some decisions? That's my question. The, the board members need to be called out. They're the ones making these hires, and they're hiring. They're hiring nobody. You know, I, I got my high school teammate was a D two coach, won the national championship, then went to Virginia. He failed at Virginia. Same thing happening with Houston. Correct. He. I mean, under Houston won a national championship. Yeah, so did, so did my high school teammate at Richmond. But he went to Virginia and failed. He wasn't a D1 coach. I, what, I don't care about your high school teammate. I, well, I do. I make the point here. Houston's <laughs> not a D1 coach. Okay. Well, I mean, look, we're, we're going to find that out. And right now, this team is, is bad two weeks in. Yeah. I, I, I get that. But the point I'm making is, for years, we've been making these bad hires. And... Uh, <laughs> And I mean, where's the program at? Seriously, the program is in shambles. It's been in shambles. Uh, they're coming off a bowl win. Well, uh, Houston, no, no, definitely. I don't, I don't know if that's shambles. I know those three, three and nine consecutive seasons under Scotty Montgomery. You had a, a very good point there in saying that. Hey, it was in shambles then. I don't think this team's in shambles. This I don't think this program is in shambles right now. It's it's going to be a rough uh, a rough road this season, but. It's, yeah. it, we're two games in, no, off no, a bowl win. I mean, man, people are panicking and ready to throw, you know throw in the towel. You know what? We got games that we got to get ready to go battle back in right here too. Yeah. I mean, you know the, the the spirit of a pirate. We can't give up right now just because we're zero and two. I mean, let's stick in here and and give these guys some support too. You know what? This is when they need us the most, right? Like this is when they need us to to come out and, and cheer for them and, and try to get them going, but. To say that the program's in a shamble, that that's 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 not true. We we came off back to back bowl um, opportunities here and a bowl victory last year for East Carolina. That's not shambles. We were definitely on an upward trajectory with Mike Houston. As after two weeks, uh, well, we don't seem to be on that same trajectory. But I'm not again shambles. I agree, yeah. Billy and Jason. Not really the word I would use. But John, anything else, man? Yeah, listen. I want us to win. I mean, I'm passionate about it. But the point here's the point I'm trying to make. The point is there's no, and I'm talking about from the fan base and from a general people base. I had a friggin' 26 year old bartender today that we don't want to watch East Carolina. I mean, gosh, oh my! I mean, you got 26 year old bartenders <laughs> stay in their keep their nose in their phone all the time. I mean, that's the... you need to realize this. You gotta realize how people view us. They don't view us like they all view down there. We know. Oh, I, I'm, I'm aware of that. I listen to national shows. They, they, yeah, I, I understand that. Look, okay. we know that every time we're called Eastern Carolina on yeah. national television. So we're we've been there, done that. And what we're talking about in regards to us getting that respect is winning games. It's know, all about the winning. Michigan's it's and, all about winning. And those upset, getting those upsets, like James Madison. Yep. Yeah. All right. Thanks, John. All right. I, listen, I just. Listen, man, I, I, I love you, but, I mean, I'm just, I hate hearing shit like that. It, it kills me. Hearing, what are you talking about? You're, you're a moron. By the way, James Madison was not upset. They was picked to win that game. They were favored by, like, seven. Yeah. Go talk to your damn high school teammate about something, John. 
All right, Justin, Tate, and Grant, you're up next. All I ask is that you're better than John. Back with you after this. You're listening to the U.S. Cellular fifth quarter postgame call-in show. Here's Clip Brock. Now, with the Pirate Radio scoreboard, here's Shirley Rhodes. All right, Mississippi State is hanging on to a 31-24 lead in overtime over Arizona. Uh, This one is just about over, as Rutgers will probably uh, go on to win to beat Temple 36-7 as that score. Wisconsin trailing Washington State with about a minute to go in the game. 31 to 22. TCU not having a problem with Nickel State. They lead it 34 to 6 in the fourth quarter. And Florida State is just destroying Southern Miss. 52 to 3 is that score in the third quarter. And Oregon State beating up on UC Davis. Uh, 41 nothing in the third quarter. Fresno State leads East Eastern Washington 14 to 10. And Auburn trailing uh, California 3-0. Oklahoma State also trailing Arizona State 7-0 in the first quarter. And USC jumps out to a 14-0 lead over Stanford in the first quarter. That is a look at your Buccaneer Music Hall scoreboard brought to you by your uh, the Buck. They have all the fun for your Sunday fun day covered. Kick off the day at the Buck with the largest 4K screen in Greenville along with 18 TV so you don't miss a game. They have mimosa specials, a Bloody Mary menu, and pizza all day from Pizza Hut. So don't forget the weekly jersey giveaway starting at 5 o'clock. Score every Sunday at the Buck. Now let's head back into the U.S. Cellular 5th quarter postgame call-in show. Here's Clip. All right, back with you. Pirate Radio Live. Jeff said uh, on YouTube, let me get this straight. You are making life decisions from a 26-year-old bartender? (laughs) Well said, Jeff. Well said. Uh, It's all part of the U.S. Sailor fifth quarter call-in show. Appreciate all the callers. Been a lot of fun tonight, even though the Pirates got beat. Uh, But we are talking through it here on the show. All right, Brooks, Justin, Tate, hang on. Let's go to Grant and Greenville next. Hey, Grant. What's up, guys? How are you guys doing other than the horrific thing we just witnessed hanging in there excited about a full sunday of football tomorrow commander's gonna get a win weave yes jason's uh, sold out crowd jason's falcons versus chandler's panthers and then marcus is uh just gonna dirty eyeball bird. Are you dirty all bird the festivities dirty bird. Yeah. You doing the dirty bird? Dirty bird. so uh grant we're doing all right despite the look, loss look you'll appreciate this if you're a true falcons fan are you too legit you remember? <laughs> <laughs> that is old school that is, that is old school <laughs> what's up grant uh, all right, so I'm really glad that Rod brought this up earlier, but the discipline of this team just looks – I don't even have a word for it. 11 penalties for 112 yards. I mean, I feel like we get something going and then we have a holding penalty that brings us back 10 yards. I don't I don't understand it. Um, yeah, and thank God we have a fumble recovery on the three-yard line that led to the only touchdown of the season, which took three plays, mind you, to go three yards. Um, you know, at least our defense looks halfway decent, with the exception of some uh, questionable pen- penalties. In addition, Mason Garcia doesn't take a shot down the field. What in seven quarters of play? Flynn comes in the game and throws a bomb over the middle of the field. The first snap he sees. How many times did we see that last year from Holton? Granted, some of the throws he made were more 
questionable, um, more than questionable, but we still put numbers on the board. You know, if I had a dollar every time I heard a Pirate fan today say something along the lines of, I miss Holton, or I can't believe I'm saying this, but I wish Holton was here. Man, I might have a I might have enough money to buy a couple of pirate brews at the game. <laughs> It'll cost you twenty three bucks for two. <laughs> two beers for twenty three bucks. What are we, what are we doing? No, got to figure this out. Is Mason scared to throw the ball? Does Donnie not trust the four star recruit who's been in the program for what seems like forever to call a play where the receiver routes are more than fifteen yards down the field? You know, I don't have I don't have the answer. I don't know if you guys have the answer. You guys that get paid a whole bunch of money need to figure it out. It's frustrating, Grant, because this week Donnie talked about at the press conference, okay, against Michigan, that was kind of on me. I told Mason to not go out and lose the game, so he played a little timid. So from that, I thought, all right, let's open it up. Yep. Let's see what we got this week. And, uh, yeah, just didn't see it. All, all he does is play timid. All he does is call timid plays. You know, we might have one of the worst offenses in the country right now. I'm probably jumping – head first there but you know there's no excuses for that I, you, I don't think you could be far off I, from a yardage standpoint well from a point standpoint, points, yeah you've scored one touchdown in in eight quarters yeah. i don't know a whole lot of major college football teams right now that have that same issue look it's hard to, it's hard to win football games when you don't score not not <laughs> in this day and age in college football you gotta yeah. you gotta light up the scoreboard you just got you have to Look, guys, I'll be in Boone next weekend, and I hope I'm not eating at the Daniel Boone in by the third quarter, but it's uh, really good to look that way. All right. Thanks, Grant. Good place to eat, though. <laughs> Enjoy your meal. All right. Uh, let's go next to Tate in Greenville, 317-1250. Hey, Tate. Tate. Tate gone. Tate gone. Let's try Justin in Greenville next. Hey, Justin. Hey. Hi. All right. So, I mean, this, I, I've been a Pirate fan for my entire life. I'm 41 years old. My parents were here. I, went, I started going to Gamson when I was a kid. And this might be the worst offense I've ever seen in my entire life. <laughs> Justin, man, it's been a long day, ain't it, buddy? $23. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 46 for him. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, 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 how, but, but you know what? There, the receivers don't help our quarterbacks, any. Hey, yeah, we talked about that. I agree. You got it. Help me, help you. Yeah. The receivers are, are terrible. Like when we do hit them, they, they drop. I mean, they're they drop. They're drunk. <laughs> Is that what you said? I think you said they he's, drop, he's but it sounded drunk. like they drunk. <laughs> he, he did say drop. <laughs> oh yeah, I thought he said they were drunk. <laughs> the whole operation is a mess right now, Justin. They, they might as well be. <laughs> Everybody else is. <laughs> well, well, now I, I do have one question too. That, like this is directed more towards Marcus. Like, like if, um, like what I saw today a lot was, you know, obviously the best plays we had were were with his legs with uh, Mason. But if uh, you know, it, it, if he gets outside the box. There's a lot of times that he can step inside the pocket and get a get a little bit of time, but he's running out way too fast. He's trying to get around the outside. Yeah, I definitely thought uh, a couple of times that uh, he got out of the pocket and, and wasn't feeling the rush as far as um, 
you know, it being upfield as opposed to being up the middle. Um, could have stayed in the pocket a little bit longer to make some uh, decision to throw the ball down the field or take off running up the middle. But um, definitely has to get better at that. And then, you know, when you watch the film and, and do the drills that, uh, that helps you get better at those things, um, I think he will improve in the, those regards. Well, I tell you what, and the quickest way to get to the second level, which is where he can make more things happen, is through the middle. A and B right, gaps. Right. Instead of going to the outside. I mean, play to your strengths. The guy's got great size. He doesn't have outstanding speed. We saw that on a long run where he kind of ran out of gas at the end of that thing. So he doesn't have top-end speed, but he's got great size and he's got enough quickness. Once he gets into the second level, he's gaining 10, 12, 13, 15 yards. Yeah. All right. Justin, anything else, man? No, that's all, man. I I just thought he he got out of the pocket too quick. There's a couple times he could have stepped up. And being in the pocket, got to bought himself some time, and, and I thought it would have been a little better. But All right. We'll get him next week. Sleep good, Justin. <laughs> <laughs> All right. He has had a day. Yeah. 317-1250. We appreciate you calling in. Squirrel. Uh, <laughs> All right. Uh, where are we? Tate? All right. Tate's up in Greenville. Hey, Tate. Turn your radio down. What's up, Tate? Hey, what's up, boys? Let me turn this down right quick. I got you. Gotcha. Hey, so this is why Marcus is so valuable, right? I would love to know Marcus' opinion. He's a big – Marcus is a big-time thrower, right, quarterback, dissect defense. We don't seem to have that. I would love to know his, his opinion of the first two games in terms of do we have a guy, quarterback, or not. Um, it remains to be seen. I I really do think uh, we have some. Um, I don't think their their skill level has been exploited, and um, I don't think all the stones have been turned over as far as uh, what they can do. Uh, even today, like Mason, he started and pre- played pretty much the whole game. Like I I still want to see him throw the ball down the field. Man. Yeah, uh, we want to see that. So we want to see him. Um, well, me personally, from a quarterback standpoint, I want to see everything that he can do in a football game. Absolutely. I want to see. Yeah. We had those two runs where he ran up the middle with the counter quarterback runs. Now let's mix that up with uh, now let's throw a screen off of those things, try to get the defense running side to side, uh, mixing it up to give him a, a better opportunity to get in that run again. Yeah. Right. Coming back to it. And we've mentioned that, right? In regards to you mark that play down, I'm coming back to it. But next time, all right, here's a little nugget for yep. you. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to mix it up and, and try to show it a little bit differently. All right, in regards to I'm going to throw some motion in there, whatever it is, kind of uh, smoke and mirrors is what we call it, right? And then run the same play. And that's the thing is a lot lot of people, a lot of coaches, they'll run what's successful until you stop them. But like you're saying, to your point, it's not always the same. It may look to the general public, it may look like exactly the same play. Well, why can't we stop that? Because they're throwing a little bit, a little bit of motion in here. Sprinkle in something here. They're pulling a guard here. They're doing something a little bit different in each time. But it's still stay with what's working. And I think I I don't think they really used um, Garcia in that that fashion. Like you said, that one drive, they never progressed off that, right. on that next offensive and, possession. They and, went and we right back. You, we went right back to what we were right doing back. to start the game yep. instead of building off of what he was doing. Exactly. Yeah. One of the biggest things you say is, what's your answers? 
Like you can have plays, but then what's your answer when they're when they're stopping that play? Right. Like the answer for the the biggest answer that they had today was on that bubble screen. Yeah. Was to double pass double. it. Yeah. You know, uh, at some point it'll be to pump it out there, and they're gonna have vertical routes off of it. People do it all the time, but it's what's your answer when they're stopping something, and how can I? continue to run the same play but but present it differently mm-hmm. and then just like last week we saw it against against us right yeah. you know uh michigan had the run game where we we're stopping the run right now mm-hmm. their answer was now we're going to give you that run but hey jj's going to fake it and we're going to throw right, it over, the right top. over the top that's absolutely right. yep yep so those things you got to be able to combat all right anything else tate yeah i guess my thing is this right like this was the worst kept secret ever in greenville which is we were going to have challenges at quarterback. You know, I like Mike Houston. He's got a really good program. I, I like what he stands for. You know, tough team, good guy, good players, right? Like, we all identify with what he's trying to do here. But he did not go in the portal and get a bona fide starter. And that, to us, was the biggest thing that was the most glaring thing we saw coming into this year and it was the most bizarre thing to me ever as a guy from my Houston who was a uh, very accomplished guy was going to be a uh, you know a good coach stepping stone whatever and he did not go in the portal and it's the most bizarre thing to me ever well, I'm going to ask this. Do we truly know whether or not they went into the portal to look for a quarterback? Do we truly know that because they they could have pursued somebody, just didn't get who they wanted at that point in time, and Absolutely. maybe felt like they wanted to work with with Mason and Alex Flynn. Now, the other part of that too is this: I don't think he it was the uh, a kept secret how he felt about the quarterbacks because I think all through camp he never declared who the quarterback was. So that to me tells me he didn't feel comfortable with whoever. Or, or let me say this this way: I don't know if he was comfortable in saying or naming a quarterback at the time from what they were seeing in practice. So it wasn't a kept secret. He never said, "Hey, this is my guy." Even in the spring, yeah. even we, in the we spring. expected uh, Mason to be named the starter, and he never was, he and never he still was. hasn't been. It still hasn't been. Uh, yeah. So it wasn't a secret. But to Tate's point, he said the 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 worst kept secret was we were going to struggle at quarterback, and that's been the case so far. Yeah, well, that's true. But yeah. you can't come out and he's not going to say that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? I mean, why not? But because you're trying, you're to, trying to sell tickets, up. and yeah, yeah. You, you know, and you know? what you and just trying, said, build yeah, kids, you're trying up. to build them up, Absolutely. you know, and, and to get them to the point. They may not be there right now, they may not be there this week, but they're going to practice every day, and they're going to get better. And uh, and the thing about it is, we look at this right now, and I know we think it's the end of the world. You know, we can still win a conference championship right now. Yeah. It may not look that way, and, and, but we can. And you know what? And that's how you got to kind of think about things too. And What's that? Go ahead. I was going to say, it does not look that way at all. No, no, no obviously it doesn't. It doesn't. Hey, I mean, thanks for the call. We got more. We got to move on. What you got, Marcus? But just, uh, I mean, who knows, right? Maybe they're trying to, even with the play calling, like maybe they're trying to, you know how coaches do sometimes. They're saving some things for, you know, against whoever, Yeah. right? You know, trying to save it for a conference play. But, um, you know, for, for me and for a lot of people that win football games, you, you got to – 
you want to try to go out there and win every game. So if, if it's if it's throwing everything out there that you can to win that game against Michigan, yeah. I'm going to do it. Yeah. Right? And that was Steve Logan. <laughs> I mean, that's, Absolutely. that's what we did. We're going out there yeah. to win that game. We're not talk, talking about, you know, beating Southern Miss or whatever. Right, we're we're want to we want to win against the Miami, we want to win against Syracuse, we want to win against South Carolina, and uh, we went out there and threw everything at them. Absolutely, and there you always saw something different. You always saw something that you hadn't seen before from East Carolina in those Steve Logan years, and and to some extent the Skip years, and and all the all the successful coaches throw in a wrinkle or something uh, that you didn't see. And Marshall did that because, like I said, that was the turning point in the game when they threw that surprise double pass in there when East Carolina's defense had not expected that at all. We haven't seen any of that from ECU. Yeah. All right, 317-1250. Got a lot of folks hanging out with us on Facebook, on YouTube, and tuned into the radio, all different platforms. We appreciate it. Give us a like and subscribe while you're here. We're with you all week long. And uh, – we're with you every weekend, Saturday, on the Bud Light pregame tailgate and on this program every week after the game. Brooks is up next in New York. Hey, Brooks. What's up, fellas? I know it's been a long night, and I know that uh, you guys probably want to go home, and so does Shirley, so I'm going to try to make this as fast as possible. Got a long compliment sandwich I'm just going to try to run through really quick. Start with a positive. Didn't have to call timeout today to avoid a delay a game penalty. Did that against Michigan twice. Uh, last week I called in, asked about why we don't run man coverage, and I figured out that answer tonight. Uh, <laughs> we got burned multiple times on third down playing man coverage over the top. And uh, through two games so far, I think we have more penalties uh, than we had all of last season. And uh, I had a question. I talked with uh, my friend Davis earlier in the evening while I was waiting to get on this show. And just hot take and question for thought was Rajay Harris lightning in a bottle in 2020 when he run uh, when he had that thousand yard season? Because unfortunately, I know he had the injury, but just haven't really seen that spark uh, back since that uh, fr- uh, freshman year. And uh, one final negative: uh, Josiah Hatfield celebrating a first down down 21 in the fourth quarter. Um, just something you probably don't really want to see. But in 2021, here's a positive to end up with. We did start 0-2, and, and then we made a bowl game that ended up getting canceled. Uh, so there is not too much uh, despair, hopefully, in the air in that. Um, I have a question for Billy Weaver, since he's back on the show. And, Billy, my question to you is, if you were in the media room tonight, what would have been the one or two questions that you would have asked Coach Houston or the uh, two defensive players they sent to the podium? I noticed they did not send any offensive players to the podium to face any you know hard hitting questions from the local media. First thing off or first thing I would have asked Mike Houston, who's going to be starting quarterback next year or next next week against App State is you know and maybe he he's probably going to try to avoid that and then a follow-up question um would be still on the quarterback situation um what did you learn from your quarterbacks tonight? You know, is is there a guy that you liked better tonight? I, I would stay on the quarterbacks mostly. Defensively, I mean, it, what, what you're going to ask defensive guys, they played well. They played their hearts out. They played well enough to win a football game out there, and they just didn't get any support offensively. And then late in the game, like, and I think, Jason, maybe you had said something about this. You can't have a defense on the field that long. 
and play that many plays and not have some sort of breakdowns. And towards the end of the game, we saw that defense break down a little bit. And that's to be expected. They got no help from the offense. So... <clears throat> Brooks, good call. It was like a tennis match. You had us going with a positive, then a negative, and back and forth, uh, and uh, good call. Uh, we all agreed as we were watching the Hatfield catch, and uh, hey, buddy, let's do that when we're winning. Let's yeah. Uh, yeah. let's yeah. do one of those when we're winning the game. That'd be cool. Yeah, and as far as, far as the Rajay thing as well, yeah, yeah. the Rajay thing, I, I don't think that was lightning in a bottle. Think about it this way. How many other guys did defenses have to key on or worry about two years ago with Rajay as opposed to tonight. And Rajay's right. never been like a burner, a no, speed but, demon. He has been a tough yardage guy, and I saw him get some tough yards tonight. If uh, you're a de- yeah, but if you're a defensive coordinator for Marshall, you're saying, okay, who's the guy we got to neutralize and make sure that they don't doesn't hurt us offensively? It's Rajay. Yeah, it's Rajay. I mean, I assume because coaches, one of the things you do kind of look at career numbers or what, like, who does this team have? Yeah. Rajay Harris is about the only guy in this offense right now with any kind any of numbers. numbers. So. And, and has been a proven back so of course i i think they're going to key on him so i i don't think i think rajay you know and he still had some tough runs he had some great runs up the middle but mm-hmm. that's the guy your defense is going to key on because yeah nobody well, else even is showing a step they can beat further, you. guys even a step farther guys on the other side they're going to uh play the coach or the coordinator, so to speak. Yeah. If you know what I mean. Yep. Like you mentioned that uh, our head coach is a run first guy yeah. for the most part, right? Oh, yeah. So they want to stop the, the run. They, and they know they have to come in and stop the run. And, and we have not deep. showed through two weeks that we can throw the ball. That's so right. why would if you I'm, even worry about it? If I'm a defensive coordinator, I'm going into this game with the mindset we're going to stop the run because we know Rajay's a talented back. We know that they want to establish the run. We're going to make you beat us with the pass. Right. And well, easy, easy wasn't able to do it yeah they, they, they their game plan is to make you beat us with your weakest part that's of right. your game that's so right. they're going to take away your strength that's yep. what always make them play left hand make them play yep. left hand absolutely all right uh we will take a break 317-1250 i hate reading compliments just kidding it's my favorite thing to do austin said major kudos to the pirate radio crew for still being live i called hours ago you guys are the real mvp Chad said, damn, I fell asleep, woke up, and the fifth quarter's still going. <laughs> Shout out to Jason and Marcus for hanging in there. We even I have been through a, a lot of these. Or who but. was it, John? He's probably already passed out and then woke up and sobered up. Oh, Justin, we're, yeah. Justin, Justin, yeah. And we're still John <laughs> is uh, talking to the 26-year-old bartender about what he should do with this next move. All right, uh, Jack, Ryan, Cameron will get to you. Starting to become last call for your call, so if you want to say something, get it in. 317-1250. Back with you after this. You're listening to the U.S. Cellular 5th Quarter Postgame Call-In Show. Here's Clip Brock. Back with you on the U.S. Sailor 5th Quarter Call-In Show. It is still Saturday. By the end of this segment, it might be Sunday. Wow. Uh, yeah, we are up late with you here on a Saturday night. This is what we do at Pirate Radio, and nobody does it like us. 317-1250. Jack Ryan, hang on. Let's go to Cameron in Greenville next. Hello, Cameron. Hey, guys. Um, you know, I'm not going to beat on a dead horse. I just have to put this out there, guys, that, uh, you know, Marshall is favored to win this game. Marshall is projected to win nine games in the sun in this season, and they're projected to finish second in the conference with Sunbelt Conference. So I don't 
I don't kind of I don't get the vibe I'm getting from some of the I get you're upset I'm upset too that we lost but some people thinking that we should have blown out Marshall I think that that's I, I don't know anybody that said we thought we thought we should have blown out Marshall I, I don't yeah like it's it, especially like you see on social media like all people are gonna, we're gonna run over Marshall this year I just don't get that vibe Why yeah no that? and then secondly we've lost 80% of our offensive production from last year in terms of scoring. So I, I don't understand, you know, I get why people think Mason could have come out and just, you know, fought out of the offense and come and ball out this year. I mean, this team has got six wins written all over it. We're, we're going to be six and six or five and seven. That's what I think. we're well, gonna be. Which would be some a people, good record. Some people we thought, talked about that. Some people thought this or next week might be one of those wins and now it doesn't look like it. So those six yeah. are getting harder to come by. Yeah, I, I, I still until I see it's the first game of the conference. I still think five and seven, six and six. But you know, it's very concerning the offense. Just Donnie Kirkpatrick stuck in two thousand eight. I mean, the only thing he should be coordinating is the weekly bingo game at the retirement home, guys. So let, let, let's see what happens. We're going to go next week. I hope it's competitive. I, we're probably going to lose, but we lost eighty percent of our production, guys. Like. You can't replace Keaton Mitchell. You can't replace C.J. Johnson. You can't replace Holt Naylor's. And, you know, there were times, even with them, we questioned our offensive game plan, guys. And now we got an entirely new set of personnel with the same, per se, skeptical offensive coordinator play calls and stuff like that. I, I just, you know, it's going to be a tough year. It's going to be a long year. It, it's 5-7 and seven or 6-6 six and six at best, written all over it. Um but yeah, guys, just I just had to put it out there. Mark's all right, favorite win this game to all the callers. But Cameron, Cameron, before you go, let me just say you're the weirdest caller ever. You you have called for Mike Houston's head. You said Holt Naylor sucked and was a t-shirt salesman, and tonight you say, "Hey, everybody, relax. It's all right." <laughs> I, thank you for keeping us on your toes. I never know what you're going to say up here. I'm a changed man, Clip. I'm- <laughs> <laughs> all right, Cameron. Thanks, man. Age will do that to you too, won't? <laughs> There's Cameron. You never know which way he's going. He, when you think he's going one way he goes the other way <laughs> triple option there you <laughs> go <laughs> all right you got dive i got it. Who, who do i got, yeah, I, got a bitch. I got a bitch i did slugger. not see that call coming from cameron no, you I had tell you that. I <laughs> ryan is up in winterville hey ryan hey guys appreciate you uh taking my call <clears throat> long time listener uh, i think last time i called in i was the, the follow-up call to i believe the famous uh cecil are you listening oh wow that was a while back yeah <laughs> I think that was after the Cincinnati game. So it's uh, been a while, but listen to you guys all the time. Um, quick thoughts on the game, but then I wanted to get y'all's thoughts on something, a bigger picture idea. But, you know, I think quarterback, we just got outplayed. I was at the Michigan game last week up there in Ann Arbor. You know, he played lights out. I think the kid today played lights out. I mean, he was running around, making plays, he was taking hits, he was getting back up. You know, it couldn't knock him out of the game. Um, he just played well. I think on defense, we're just not getting any pressure. When you don't get any pressure, you know, they're going to convert third and 15, third and 20, because guys are running wide open. But <laughs> outside of the game, I, you know, my thoughts on this, you know, where are we heading in five years? Um, you know, I look at, you know, from a financial standpoint, it's frustrating at the game today, two things. You know, you go into the game, eight bucks for a Chick-fil-A sandwich. You know, you guys, you know, we joke around $23 for beer, Um, you know, we would go to menus at halftime. We're walking back into the gate. That the lady, you know, everyone's got to show their tickets to get back in the game. And I'm scratching my head thinking, am I missing something? You know, there wasn't, it's not like there's not going to be enough seats there whenever we get back. And who cares if 10,000 people show up, they didn't have a ticket before. 
sell your, you know, $23 beer and make more money. So it was just kind of a head scratcher. You know, I, I went to East Carolina in 98 to 02 and, you know, I feel like our program, you know, we, when we built the town tower and the, the boneyard, <clears throat> we were kind of at the table, right? I mean, we were, there was the big East stuff going on and, and it was like, we were, we were there. We're like, okay, we're going to, we're going to make this investment and maybe, maybe, maybe we'll have a shot. And that's kind of passed us by. And, you know, it's kind of like, I'd like to see what you guys think of five years from now, where are we going to be? And I feel like we're stuck. We're stuck financially. Um, you know, what, what are we going to, what are we going to do? You know, everyone says, well, you know, we don't want to go to the Sun Belt, but the thing is, is next week's going to be a rocking environment. We're going to be 0 and 2 going to App State. They're 1 and 1, and that place is going to be crazy. Same thing if they were coming to Greenville. So, you know, if Rice is coming to town next week, we'd be lucky to get 20,000 people there. Nobody cares about us playing Rice. Nobody cares about us playing San Antonio. So it's kind of like, I mean, we're never going to get into the Big Ten. Never, well. ever, ever. I, I think you're making some great points. Uh, I, uh, nobody cares about us playing a lot of those Sun Belt teams either. Unfortunately, if we're not playing an ACC team, a lot of folks don't care. And, and that's just the reality of it. The only time you ever see Dowdy Ficklin full is when you're playing North. I remember, and I think it was early 2000 sometime, ECU was 0 and 5. North, North Carolina. Carolina was 0-5. Yeah. It was a rainy day. We WITM was broadcasting. I was up in the broadcast booth for that. That place was packed and rocking. That's the way Two it is. Two 0-5 teams. And I had said that, you know, there's there's just no reason these these teams should not play one another. Look at, you know, and they were just as many. They were North Carolina fans. Not like it was all ECU fans. They were North Carolina fans. They, they are going to claim they don't care about that game. They do. But that's... Well, East Carolina, those are the games that that draw. I agree a hundred percent. The Rices of the world are not going to. Yeah, people aren't going to come out to see them. The but, Tennessee's but my, or or Texas San Antonio. Yeah. My, my my point though is we got we're a college town. I mean, a family of four going to the game, eight dollar, you know, four dollar waters now, eight dollar. I mean, may, I mean, it'd be great. If the stadium was only thirty thousand, but I know we can't knock down the upper deck. We can't. We're, we're stuck. That's what I mean by that. But, All right. Let me let me let me let me ask you this: If East Carolina is eight and zero, and they're ranked number ten in the country, and there's fifty thousand people in the stands, are you going to worry about that eight dollar? chick-fil-a sandwich are you going to gripe about that not as much I, all about it's all about winning never happened that's it, never not, that's right true. this this that's very true. true but that's just i'm yeah. just trying to make a point here is that you know nobody cares about i don't let me tell you what i, I want to go see a winning football team i want to be in a good atmosphere and you know what sometimes that comes at a price and i'm good with that i'm fine with that it's when you're owing two and you're struggling and you're on the struggle bus and that's when people are talking about two beers for 23 dollars or eight dollars for a chick-fil-a i've also been a giant cheapskate my entire life i'm not buying food at any sporting event i'm eating before the game and i'll buy a drink or two and that's it but anyway, and this, why, like, why do people go to Wood Ducks games? They don't. They don't even know what the record of the team. Who's <laughs> on the team? They go with the promotion. I'm just. Yeah. We got to get creative. Yeah. Be fast. I hear that. Five years from now, um, you know, we're not. We're not going to go. Maybe one good season, but this is this is who we are, and we got to make it for the fans. And yeah. Anyways. No, that's a good point, Ron. Good call. I, I understand. All right, thanks, man. Yeah. All right, let's go next to Jack in Greenville. Hey, Jack. Hey, how are you doing, guys? Hey, doing all right. What's up? 
Um, so we sat through three spring games. Um, you, you have better media access than I do. And through three spring games, Mason Garcia skipped the ball off the ground. And we watched that. And then we get in the game, and he's thrown at that guy's knees. And I don't know if, if there was a time in the spring games where you see something differently that leads you to believe that Mason Garcia could take the step, and we're just not seeing in the game. No, I, I, I haven't in practice. I, you know, you just kind of are what you're told that he's, you know, got the big arm. What we know, I guess, he had a fantastic high school career and was the highest rated recruit ECU's ever gotten in whatever era. Look, but look, I, look. I never saw any of his high school games either, to be honest with yeah, you. Yeah, so. but I always love Steve Logan's his attitude on that. Tell me how many stars they got during their senior year in college. Yeah. <laughs> but, Tell me how many stars you're giving them then. I don't care how many stars they got coming in as a freshman from high school. Tell me how many stars they got when they leave this program. Well, Jason, you I mean, have you seen it? You've been there a little bit with Mason, I guess a younger Mason, right? I mean, have you? Yeah, he has a, he has a great arm. You've seen But it takes more than an arm to be a quarterback, right? Yeah. It takes a lot of things that, that you got to be able to do well to be a successful quarterback. Um I'm, I'm like you, Billy. I mean, like the stars. I mean, we, you know, this whole thing came about that if you don't have a star, you must not be a good football player or something. If you, so East Carolina was not built that way. It's not. We were not built that way. Let me tell you what. There's a lot of one stars, no doubt, that left East Carolina as NFL players. You're exactly right. Because so, they could roll up their sleeves. That's right. And, and go to work. And they were pirates. And they and 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 the coaches got the best out of them. No doubt. So that's that's what we need to get to right there. Is what yeah. we. Need to get back to that yeah i mean i'm just saying i mean you got ryan stubblefield who's the quarterback now to incarnate word and he was playing a better spring game than, than mason garcia and we could all see it and now we got the same thing but i'm beating i'm beating the dash horse and i can't <laughs> believe people are coming at mike houston for for being a, for being a bad coach they're just they're just completely i mean he, he built team we're we're now competitive the one the one knock i, I will say is I mean, it's part of us to do our offense. We left our defense out there for, for about the whole game. Yep, yeah. And you could see on, on that touchdown drive, they were completely depleted, it looks like. And that, that's kind of uncharacteristic for, from a Mike Houston team. And he gave, he gave them that press conference uh, where he was quite stern with y'all um, that their legs were kind of weak. And I was wondering maybe that had an impact on what happened in the fourth quarter because it looked like we just dropped the ball. Um, and you could see Marshall and the and the other uh, and their coach. They were ecstatic when uh, they got it down, and it just looked like they wanted it more. We had two drives. One that started in their territory, and the previous one, I believe, we got into uh, to Marshall territory that ended in no points, and we won field position battle or whatever. Had them, and the defense did a great job, and we just wasted those. One was the field goal miss. Yep. And I think I guess we punted on the other and got no points out of it, and that was right before the whole game flipped. And you're right; those were uh, where our defense just got kind of worn down there, Jack. But uh, all right, anything else, man? No, the student section was rocking, so I guess that's a positive to end on. But you guys have a good night. Thanks, man. All right, three one seven twelve fifty. Garrett says Justin Hardy was a no star. And he certainly was. That's right. He was a walk-on. And then he was a superstar. Yeah. Zay Jones. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. Um, we have somebody on YouTube asking where the uh, the 80s music comes from and how to get it. And he asked me, I, I thought he was a joke question, but he's asking me again, Shirley, do you have any idea how people could find the fifth quarter music? Do you know who it is, what it is? 
if my memory serves correctly, it was uh, a generic bumper that came off of a CD out of our music library, and I could not tell you where that CD is now. So sorry. It's been that long since we've had it. <laughs> if you <laughs> we've really never changed it. If you really super want it for something and are being serious, if you email me, I can send it to you. Clip at PirateRadio1250.com. Kevin, how has no one talked about the penalties in the first half? We've talked about the penalties. You are the worst YouTube commenter. All right, 317-1250. Johnny D is here. What's up, Johnny? Clip, you and Billy. <laughs> Man, y'all got to give a uh, on three. Come, come on, man. Come on, guys. <laughs> come on, guys. Come on, guys. Johnny D, what were we doing out there, man? man. <laughs> hey, but, whoa, whoa, hold up, Johnny D. Hey, you left out Marcus and Jason. They want to get in on the come on, guys. Can you do it one more time? All right, on three. One, two, three. Come, Come on, guys. guys. <laughs> <laughs> All right, go ahead. I'll see you, Nick. <laughs> man, y'all got a good lineup, man. We got some, yeah. We got some people that know football in here. We have a good time. Uh, yeah, I don't know, man. We got some. We should be farther along in the process at year five with Coach Houston. So very disappointed uh, we're at in the program. We're losing the, at home to people. We're underdogs at home to people to Marshall, and which is just ridiculous. Uh, everybody else is going to the SEC and Pac-12 and all these other conferences, and we're still sitting here losing to Marshall. Uh, it's just ridiculous. But uh, uh, I thought ESPN, they show no love to us. Uh, today, you know, we're sitting here. It's supposed to be on ESPNU. We get it in, dialed in, and then all of a sudden, you know, they're putting the Wake Forest game on. And then they're telling us it's on the ESPN app, and then we had to wait for the Wake Forest game to get over. Well, then when the Wake Forest game gets over, they put on uh, JMU against Virginia. Uh, oh, yeah, we lied to you about that. We go back to the app, and then – it was just ridiculous. And then we had that last rain delay. Uh, they just threw it to the curb again. So, I mean, the whole – the commissioner of the AAC, the next time he renegotiates with ESPN, he needs to say, look, man, uh, when you have ECU scheduled to play Marshall or whoever at on ESPN at 4 o'clock, it better be locked down and loaded. <laughs> yeah, good luck with that. Good luck to going to ESPN and, and demanding anything like that. And let me let me just say this about that. And I said this earlier. I didn't have a problem with ESPN because let me tell you what. If let me, hey, let me tell you what. I get bonuses at work, Johnny. Well. Hang on, Johnny. Go, Billy. I I get bonuses at work when I do well. Do you think my company's going to give me a bonus when I don't do well? East Carolina has not proven they're worthy of being on ESPN and not being bumped when they go into a rain delay. So I don't have a problem with that. Get out there and win, boys. You win. Winning cures everything. Johnny's talking to nobody. What's up, Johnny? We were going to lose to Marshall today. 
But that, I totally get what you're saying, Weaver. You're right. You got to put a winning product. That's right. You got to put something on TV people want to see. Do you think anybody wanted to see that second half against Marshall? That was trash. I wouldn't want to see. If I didn't have a dog in the fight, I don't want to see that mess. I'd have turned the channel. So you tell me this before I hang up because I love the, your show. Your show is <laughs> Glad to be you back with you guys. By the way, we ever get a damn uh, shaver next time, boy. Yeah, no, uh, <laughs> hey, look, they they told me to shave on TV for thirty years. This this is this is my take that. <laughs> Johnny, what's your Broncos going to do tomorrow? Real conversation. Answer me this. Oh, go ahead. Are y'all disappointed with where this program is at year five? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Uh, We should have some quarterback in place after many years of holding nailers, and uh, we do not have that right now. So I'm I'm disappointed uh, at the start of the season, yes. This show is very therapeutic. Get my girl Cheryl Rose raised. I love you guys. Go Pirates. I guess you think the Broncos are going to lose if you didn't bring them up then. Man, Broncos got this tomorrow. All right. See you, Johnny D. 317-1250. Let's take – you want to go to Will? Moorhead City. Will the Thrill. Hello, Will. Will, you out? Will went to bed. All right. All right. Shirley, let's do some uh, last call for your calls here. Christy Evans-Weaver is watching. That That means she's like – Where's my husband? <laughs> and I'm going to check to see if he's still on the air and not out with Jason. <laughs> Jason at the club. Because I heard what they said. Billy, I'm going home. <laughs> Christy, it's, a, it's, actually, it's actually 9.30. This is recorded. Billy's been gone for two hours. I don't know where he is. All right, last call for your calls, 317-1250. If you want to get in another call, now's the time to do it, 317-1250. More to go after this. You're listening to the U.S. Cellular 5th Quarter Postgame Call-In Show. Here's Clip Brock. All right, back with you on the U.S. Sailor fifth quarter call-in show. Clip Rock here. People in the chat asking, "Where's Chandler? Chandler, get on, grab a mic. People want to hear from you." Chan Man was with us pregame, or, or he was not. He was on the air pregame, but he was out at Dowdy Ficklin Stadium at the Pirate Radio Tailgate Zone. He worked the game. He got postgame audio. He sent Glenn back great video with no sound on it. That was awesome. <laughs> and now he is producing the fifth quarter. He's pulled an all-dayer. Chandler, you're the man. How you doing, buddy? I'm back. <laughs> nah, I mean. Guess who's back. <laughs> besides the game, uh, I mean, it was fun being out there at the tailgate lots today. And uh, shout out to Jenny. Shout out to Glenn. Shout out to everybody here at Pirate Radio um, with the content that we made today. So, um, but uh, yeah, and it was great to be back in Dowdy Ficklin Stadium with Clipper again. I, I really have been enjoying yeah. watching the games with you in Section 3. And it was great to have. Two of ECU's greats, Marcus Crandall and Jason Nichols. First time Jason Nichols has ever watched a game from the stands at Dowdy Ficklin. You've been on the field. You've been on the sidelines. Have you been on the opposing sidelines? Oh, yeah. You've been on the opposing sidelines, uh, but first game from the the bleachers. Yeah. uh, How was your maiden voyage? It was good. I tell you what, I was impressed walking through all those people getting to the stadium. I 
was like, man, if half these people would show up inside the stadium, we would be. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of fun out there, apparently. Like, hey, this this is what goes on. This is what goes on, man. <laughs> I hear about tailgating and all that good yeah. stuff, man. And then, of course, Marcus had people coming up to him. Taking pictures, yeah, I had shaking some, uh, hands, some fans that yeah. um, live here in town, and yeah, it was good. Always cool, good. right? Yeah, always good. Always good to see some fans that followed, man. And uh, great, uh, great pirate fans still. So that's that's the most important thing. They still wearing that purple and gold, no matter what. Yep. Uh, somebody asked on the YouTube, "Is this the longest fifth quarter ever?" He said, "Feels like it." Calzone. I don't know about the longest ever, but it has been a long one, and I appreciate uh, Shirley Rhodes, uh, obviously the Chan Man, Weave, Marcus, Jason for sticking it out, and thank. Uh, hey, we're here because y'all keep calling and y'all are interested in it. So thank y'all as well for your support. If you give us a like, a subscribe on YouTube, uh, follow us on Facebook, all that, we'd really appreciate it. All right, three one seven twelve fifty. Will is Will with us in Moorhead City? Let's see. Hey, Will. Hey, Clip. What's up? So I've been uh, tailgating. Well, I was tailgating since 12 p.m. We can tell. <laughs> and I'm still going. Good for you, man. And I watched that horrendous game. Okay. I thought our defense started out pretty well. Good grief. That was a long pause. Fell asleep in uh, <laughs> <laughs> All right. You thought the defense started off well. Now what? But uh, our offense is, I mean, my my fiance is laughing. <laughs> Can we talk to her? <laughs> we thought something else was going on there. <laughs> Who are you on the phone with this late? <laughs> it's it's uh, what's the commercial? Oh, yeah. Jake from Jake, State, State Farm. Farm. It's Jake from State Farm. What are you wearing, Will? Yeah. What are you wearing, Jake from State Farm? <laughs> All right, Will. What you got? Anything else? I've ever seen in my entire life. There you go. There she go. Worse than the John Thompson era. Worse than the John Thompson era. Calm down. (laughs) Easy now. Calm down. (laughs) All right. Will and lady friend, y'all have a good evening. I'm not a lady friend, but that was the worst thing I've ever seen in my entire life. They need to give up and just. I don't even know. They just need to suit up every week and just try, I guess. All right. They will. Thank you. You're welcome. Bye. (laughs) She sounded just like that lady in that commercial. (laughs) (laughs) Clark Honeycutt said, I'll be there for NFL tomorrow. He's ready for tiebreakers. We're going to have two Honeycuts in the house tomorrow. All right, let's get to our drive of the game. I mean, (laughs) am I going to jokingly or not jokingly say it's a – consensus to your drive no I, to tell you the truth i think the drive of the game was the start of the, the first offensive drive for ecu in the third quarter and not the in, touchdown drive. what three points three points yeah. yeah i think that was the drive of the game mm-hmm. that's yeah. where you felt like okay we got, we got something, something going, going. let's yeah. go let's go let's do this absolutely brown and wood i know right yeah, yeah. Drive of the game brought to you by Brown and Wood, serving the Pirate Nation, Eastern North Carolina since 1937. Brown and Wood, your number one dealership in Greenville. Brown and Wood Auto, uh, excuse me, Brown and Wood on Greenville Boulevard, Greenville, and online, brownandwoodauto.com. Guys, final thoughts. 
Oh. Oh. How do you wrap? How do you put a bow on this one? <laughs> Who's, who, who starts at quarterback next week? Let's go around the table. I'm going to go Alex Flynn. I, I, I'll go Alex as well. I, I, I that's what I want to see. I want to see that. I want to see. I want someone to come out, preferably Mike Houston, and say, "Okay, now we're going to give someone else a chance to go out and prove that they're the starting quarterback here." He won't do it. Yeah, you know that's not how they operate. And but that I'd love to see that. You, you know what, Mason Garcia, he got his shot today. He didn't. He didn't take advantage. Now let somebody else have a shot at starting and and doing the same thing Mason Garcia did. You know, let him let him go a half. See what happens. Are you starting, Jason? I, I agree. I mean, I think it has to be Alex Flynn, right? I mean, you know definition of insanity is doing the same thing all over again and expecting a different result right i mean yeah. at some point we got to do something different so yeah. let's try flynn sanity so let's, <laughs> let's try flynn sanity. <laughs> see if it works see if it works all right uh let's wrap it up we got to go shirley awesome job as always chan man next week chandler will be in boone Oh, while we are uh, he here driving the, the golf cart all the way up to <laughs> he's taking the cart <laughs> wow. uh, our plan for next week is to be with you 11.30 on the Bud Light pregame tailgate and then we're going to have a watch party Weave are you around next Saturday what are you doing next Saturday I should be yeah if you want to come watch the game with your boys here okay. right. please please do yeah be awesome and then we're with you after the game on the US Sailor fifth quarter call-in show another full Saturday coming up next week right here on Pirate Radio uh, chat crew enjoyed it thank y'all facebook youtube all the callers great calls tonight a lot of frustration hey we, we we're either here to celebrate or to allow you to get your anger out and we did that tonight so uh we'll try it again next week jason awesome job man thank you marcus good work good job guys weave great to have you back in the saddle again with your giant (laughs) like you're like mcguire and canseco the bash brothers poster squeeze that spinach chandler and shirley awesome work just injured myself (laughs) big big dog glenn uh jenny ellerby the whole pirate radio crew we will see you next saturday on the bud light pregame tailgate and the u.s sailor fifth quarter call-in show you have been listening to the U.S. Cellular fifth quarter postgame call-in show. Join us next time for complete postgame coverage of East Carolina football exclusively on Pirate Radio, the voice of the Pirate Nation.